Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. guys welcome to another episode of dangerous world and uh, more specifically matt's awesome series of monday night master debaters we've been doing uh this is the 38th that i'm uh sharing with you here obviously a week late you know the drill i don't have to go into it um if you want to listen to the live episodes um not live necessarily but they're definitely uh you know the day after we record these go over to the great deceptions podcast feed and subscribe, first of all, leave a five-star review, and then listen to the current rendition of Monday Night Master Debaters. It's a fun show, man. I hear more and more that a lot of people really prefer this show to a lot of other the, of these group chats out there. There's some big ones out there, but I, I genuinely believe this is the best one, and I think it's fun to be a part of every single week. And in this 38th episode... We had on um, Adam of Into the Apocalypse, and also from where I knew him from, Deborah Gets Red Pilled. And him and I just did the first episode of Conspiracy Break Room. This, uh, I know it's a gay name, but that's all I could think of, okay? It's a time where we can take a break from conspiracies and just talk and shoot the shit and have fun, get to know these people a little bit. We're not just a bunch of freaks talking about weird shit. We're actual people. And uh, those are going to be released every Saturday. And the first one seemed to be a hit. I mean, usually weekend releases, for some reason, don't get as many listens. But this one was right on par. I think that it's something that um, is missing from the conspiracy world of just kind of talking and having a good time and getting to know people on personal levels and then also on like goofy aspects of things, right? So Adam joined um, Matt and myself on this episode 38, as well as Andrew from the Space Monkey Mafia podcast. Great name. I hadn't uh, heard of this dude until we started talking. He was a, a really fun dude to talk with. So really happy that I met him. Matt does such a good job scheduling these episodes and, and getting the guests together and bringing people together that would feed off of each other and their opinions and and you know sometimes will clash like in the QAnon episode um, there's a, a more of a master debate going on and then in some of these you know it's just fun conversation and that's what this one was just a good conversation talking about all kinds of shit so if you haven't heard it you're in for a treat and uh, also if you haven't heard it what are you doing get over there on uh, on the great deceptions feed now as you know, I like to talk a little bit of shit up front here and really just kind of see what's going on out there. And I'm always looking into shit, constantly researching, and I'm coming across things that pique my interest. And some of these things don't merit full hour and a half plus episodes. And so I figure, hey, let's talk about these things for 30 minutes or so 
before the Monday Night Masturbators. Give you guys something kind of unique to to um, you know look at if you happen to have already heard this episode on on um, on that other feed, right? Now, first of all, before I get into the main idea here, I've been looking at some shit that is saying that Donald Trump is going to run against Hillary Clinton in 2024. This is the rematch that we're all wanting, right? This is the title bout that was ran back in 2016. And eight years later, we're going to get it again. And it's being hyped up already. This is like Dana White putting together like uh, George Mosfidal and Conor McGregor. If you don't know who those guys are, I don't know what to tell you. But that would be a seriously good fight. Even though uh, McGregor, I think, as much as he's been losing lately, beat the shit out of Masvidal. Um, That's beside the point. This is politics. This is fake compared to the UFC. No real stakes here other than our lives. So um, why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing up Hillary versus Trump in 2024? Well, I'll tell you why. I think that it's actually... A massive distraction compared to who I think the real Democratic candidate will be in 2024. Do you have any clues as to who this could be? Uh, you know, I'll um, I'll allude to some of the things that I'm thinking here. Okay, I'll I'll, uh, I'll say that this female, which is an alleged female, may be the partner of a previous president, the first ever black president. Now, I, I gave it away there, didn't I? It's, I think it's Michelle Obama. I think Michelle Obama is going to be the 2024 candidate for the Democrat Party, and she's going to run against Donald Trump. Now, previously, I was saying Ron DeSantis will be the one that um, will be the Republican candidate for 2024. I have since retracted that statement. Uh, just in this previous episode that I did with Bob, I was kind of arguing with him a bit, saying that DeSantis will be the candidate now, talking with some people about this since that episode, just some average everyday idiots that I work around, a lot of people don't know who Ron DeSantis is. Everybody knows Trump. If the Republicans are smart, they will choose Trump. He formally uh, said that he will be running in 2024, as formal as it can get at this point. And then, you know, unfortunately, Ivana ends up dead shortly after that announcement which I do think that the timing is interesting. Again, directly after an announcement that he will be running once again, um, this could be a threat to Mr. Trump, or it could be um, sending some different kind of message, right? I talked about how in, in, Patre in a Patreon episode, I talked about how Ivana was very, very good friends with Gasoline Maxwell, a uh, friend of the show, and... I think that it's interesting that that the timing of, you know, this bitch is about to do 20 years, even though I think that she should go through the electric chair. Um, doing 20 years at what seems like a resort seems like she's going to be living better than I live right now in this prison that she's going to. And I'm sure that she will not kill herself. And I say that genuinely. I really don't think that gasoline will end up killing herself. I think that she's going to live out in peace for her 20 years in prison and uh, probably get out and, and get to see life on the other side of this. Yeah, she's an old bitch. I think, what, she's 60-something? Um, she might be 50-something. She looks older. She's a butterface, dude. She's got a fantastic body. Uh, you know, something about these politicians uh, on the female side, 
They seem to have good jugs. I don't know what it is. Pelosi even bombs on that lady. Uh, AOC, same thing. It's just it's it's interesting. I don't know what that means. If that's something that's required, um, seems to be the case though more often than not. But yes, back to my point. I do think that Michelle Obama will be your candidate versus Donald Trump, and that's going to be a fun thing to look at, right? Um, there's a lot of animosity that I think is um, created. I think a lot of the animosity is fake between Donald Trump and Barack Obama. Um, Michelle I th- and, and and him would be a really, really interesting choice. And I think that that would be just as exciting as, uh, as a Clinton versus Trump 2.0. I mean, we would get a lot of the Obamagate references. We would uh, get some slander against the Biden administration. Which they're, he'll let's be real, he'll call it Obama's third term. Um, it'll be a lot of mudslinging, but think about the 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 idea of that. This is already being called Obama's third term. If Michelle gets in, or even the idea, the prospect of her running, that's that's insane. This is Obama's fourth term, and then realistically, it would be his fourth and fifth term. Um. It would be really, really damaging on the country, I think. But, uh, I mean, if you think that you're seeing a lot of false flags and chaos right now, I don't know if you remember before all this crazy shit was going on, how Obama had things, right? You had SH, you had so many false flag seeming things go on under Obama. A few under Trump, not nearly as many as what we see now, it seems. But, um, yeah, I think that that is something. So you heard it here first. Maybe you didn't hear it here first. Maybe you heard it somewhere else. But I am saying that, and that's my final answer for the 2024 election. After, I think Republicans will probably take a good portion of Congress, both in the House and Senate, um, basically rendering Biden even more useless than he is now heading into 2024. He'll either get sick or he will pass away. Uh, Kamala Harris will step in and be the most unpopular president ever. And, uh, you know, they will make her step down. Michelle Obama steps in and saves the day. Now, like I said, bank on it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's my final answer. Now, what did we get here to talk about today? It has nothing to do with Michelle and Trump. But it does have quite a bit to do with government and some of the symbolism within Washington, D.C. And this may not be new shit to you, but I want to look into some of the idea of the uh, fascis. I don't know if you've heard of these things. They um, are all over Washington, D.C. And they're meant to hide in plain sight, these fascis. And they're meant to look like the uh, columns, like the Greek Roman columns, right? All over the place, you'll see these things. Uh Abraham Lincoln resting his hands on two fasces, which I thought when I was a kid, I thought that they were books. I went there when I was in, I want to say middle school, and I thought that he was resting his hands on some books or some columns, right? Um, so you see the fasces in the Lincoln Monument. You see them in uh, Houdon's sculpture of George Washington inside the Washington Monument. He's resting his elbow on a fessie. Um They're all over the place. They're all over the people's house, Right. They're all over the Senate seal. They're in the Oval Office. They're everywhere in Washington, D.C. Now, what are they? What are these fascis? It sounds a little bit like fascist, right? But what are the fascis? So this name, 
derives from the plural form of the Latin facies. It's just spelt slightly different. The way that I'm referring to it is F-A-S-C-E-S, and the Latin version is F-A-S-C-I-S is the only difference. And the Latin facies is a bundle, right? And these bundles were carried by lictors of ancient Rome, and they were characterized by an axe head projecting from a bundle of elm or birch rods about five feet long and tied together with a red strap. And this whole thing symbolized penal power. It symbolizes authority, so to speak. Now, what are lictors, right? Uh, this was a new term to me. Lictors were civil servants in ancient Rome who acted as bodyguards to the wealthy. Historically speaking, it's a, a symbol of state power, right? Now, what's state power? I'd say fascism is another way that we can symbolize state power, especially uh, over overreaching state power, for sure. And I did see that Romulus was the first um, head to appoint 12 lictors to follow him around everywhere. So these 12 lictors, which usually a, a uh, fascist will be 12 of these birch or elm branches, again, five feet long, 12 of these things will be tied together with a red strap, and um, you'll have an axe head in there. And the idea here is, um, again, to, to instill some fear and to present authority. So the idea of these things being around Washington, D.C., what does that mean? I mean, to me, it seems as though there's some direct symbolism that's all over the place in our nation's capital that tells us that politicians and people who work in these buildings are modern-day lictors, modern-day bodyguards of the wealthy. And these modern-day lictors vote to keep our freedoms at a minimum and vote to enact policy that benefits the highest members of society, right? This would be the new form of bodyguard for the modern time. Basically setting policy that moves power away from us as the 99-plus percent of people. And they do this while simultaneously telling us that the modern-day lictors are servants of the people. They, they might want to make it seem like this if they were, you know, confronted about why are these facies all over the place? You know, you, you understand the symbolism here. Well, if they're confronted, all they need to do is say, yeah, we serve you. We're a government of, for, and by the people. Um, you guys are, are the uh, quote-unquote elite and the wealthy, right? And you're not wealthy in money, but you're wealthy in spirit. That would be some bullshit that I could see one of these people saying, if confronted about, you know, why, why is all this stuff around? And you guys don't don't apt to change, you know, this this underlying symbolism that you guys are the policy enactors of the elite. It's very, very interesting. And, and again, this may not be, you know, anything new and, and interesting or weird to you, but it absolutely is to me. You know, this is this kind of stuff comes about relatively shortly after the Civil War as far as the symbolism goes within Washington there, but really a, a lot before World War II. I mean, 1922, if I'm not mistaken, is when the um, Lincoln Monument was, was erected. And I could be off on that date, but that's the one that sticks out in my head is, is uh, 22. So maybe I'm, I'm off there. But yeah, I mean, you know, in the 18, 1800s, um, was it 1861 is when Lincoln was elected? And, you know, a month later, the Civil War starts. And this is when the country really breaks up. But 
you know, Lincoln, who is, you know, portrayed as one of the greatest presidents of all time, right? He's on Mount Rushmore along with some really uh, influential dirtbags throughout history as well. George Washington, um, these guys in their monuments, both are deliberately portrayed as fasces, as lictors, right? They have the fasces underneath their hand or underneath their elbow. And it shows that they were just playing their role in the system for these elite. They were doing what they had to do to enact policy that was desired by these people that we don't know. We don't know who these people are, right? It's it's funny to think that they would pretend that they have our interest in mind when it's clear that it's the actual wealthy and the hidden hand is who these people are acting on behalf of. We're literally the slaves in this system. And the wealthy are completely out of sight. We don't know their names. We'll never see them. Um, it can get frustrating and it can get you completely blackpilled. But I think it's important to um, understand that good wins in the end of all of this stuff. And I'm starting to think more and more that these you know, hidden entities, these, whether they be uh, of this earth or not, I'm starting to think that they're not human beings at all. I think that they're something else. Honestly, if I'm speaking 100% truthfully here, I do think that they're some sort of otherworldly beings. But if they are of this earth, I don't believe them to be human for sure. Um, now, we can go back and forth on that, but that's just my my thought at this point in time. Now, uh, back to the lictors. Um, when it comes to Rome, these these people had an authority to carry out arrests and punishment. And they could, at their master's command, arrest Roman citizens and either beat them with the bundle portion of the fasces or decapitate the criminal with the axe portion of this tool. And today it's enacted on a much larger scale. There's not uh, a certain um, small area like Rome or, or like any of the other empires throughout history. This is a global empire at this point. And so it's enacted on a larger scale. And the, and, and the direct protectors of the elite won't be beating us or cutting our heads off if we do something wrong or if we just want a little bit of freedom. But they will, let's say, arrest us for petty crimes or tax the hell out of us so that we can't really get ahead. This is the kind of shit that leads to stress and to anger. And then the system just perpetuates itself. When you're angry, you may act out against your government. That gives the government excuse to take more of your freedoms away and so on. I mean, there's so many different outcomes to how this, ju- this system just feeds itself. They've really gotten themselves into a good position right now to where, you know, these, these modern day lictors seem to have all the power and they flaunt this symbolism right in front of us. You've seen lictors on TV without even really knowing what they are many, many times. Many times. And there's something really, really insidious about that. It's it's interesting, to say the least. But, um, but yeah, their symbolism will be their downfall. I, I know that that's been said many times, and I truly do believe it when, when you come across more and more of this shit and, and look at the meanings of it, right? Um, and I do want to say that there is some deeper symbolism within this idea of the lictors and the fasces, as well as uh, how it relates to the New World Order as opposed to the old world order, right? Now, the old world order was uh, sort of like these European kings and queens, the monarchs of that old world. And from what I've researched briefly, um, that the death of the Tsar, the Romanov family, right? 
back in 1918 when they were killed by the Bolsheviks. This was the ultimate end of the old way, and this journey to a new world order begins at that point in time. So this basically laid the groundwork for fascism. Now, I don't know exactly what the system was back then. It was, like again, more of a monarchy, more of some sort of serfdom. But then we're moving into a different version of serfdom. There's fascism here. It's not the same thing. You're not all serving one entity in the same way. But I think at the end of this, it will circle back to some sort of serfdom. It seems that way, right? It may not be in in the, the form of a monarchy, but it may be serving corporations. It may be serving uh, these otherworldly entities that I am alleging are, are really ruling our world and ruling these modern-day lictors. And if you're playing a drinking game right now, uh, you can rewind it, and every time I fa- say facies or lictor, take a shot, and you'll be blacked out by the end of this intro. Um... Where are we at here? So yes, the uh, the groundwork is laid for this fascism after after the uh, Romanov family of Russia gets killed, and these fascists started the the Bolshevik Revolution. They started this Bolshevik movement, and were some early modern day agent provocateurs. We see provocateurs all the time now, and they've gone on since the dawn of time. I'm sure, but I'm saying that in our current era, right? Which yes, I mean you can say that it's reset. So many times, but this is, of course, at the relatively beginning of the 20th century, right? 1918, when a lot of other hooky shit was going on. I've spoken about it many times. In the United States, the FBI gets started at the the, uh, uh, turning of the 20th century. The Federal Reserve. So many anti-freedom institutions begin at this time, which aid in the New World Order, okay? Not only was that death of the Tsar a constructed event. It was called the great work of the New World Order at the time. And the great work is shown on the back of our U.S. dollar bill. It's shown on the seal of the United States, which is the beacon of hope for the world, supposedly, right? The United States is supposed to be this freedom, this this play. You can come and make your wildest dreams come true if you just work hard. Right? Work hard, and and they need to put in an asterisk, and don't question the government. And so what do we see on the seal of the United States? Well, on one side, you have that bird with the arrows and the olive branches, but on the other side, you have the pyramid without a capstone. And that pyramid is the symbol of this so-called great work. And as you can see, the great work is not complete in that portrayal. Again, there's no top. And they've made attempts since the death of this old world order to move into the new world, but they failed repeatedly. And most notably, I mean, the biggest failure of theirs was during World War II, which I really do believe the global elite wanted the access powers to win. There's proofs about this constantly. I mean, if you're interested and if you if you refute my opinion on that, look into it yourself. You'll see many, many families, including the Bushes, the Rockefellers, a lot of these New World Order household names supporting really both sides of the war, but more specifically supporting the Axis powers. I mean, the Bushes with Brown Brothers Harriman was a total Nazi collaboration. Um, Not to mention, I mean, we all know about Paperclip. We know about the rat lines perpetuated by Henry Kissinger and some of these other dirtbags. Um... I don't know, you know, not to mention also the freaking Windsors, right? The crown supporting the Nazis, the Vatican, which I've talked about ad nauseum. 
I mean, the global elite supported the fascist Nazis, right? But as I said earlier, good seems to win in the end. Always. Always. Now, sometimes they'll show that in movies where, like, you know, the bad is getting the upper hand for the entire movie. But in the end, most often, good wins. And I think that this is true. I mean, this art imitates life constantly. And I think that they even know that their days are numbered and they're doing everything that they can to do their part for these dark forces, whatever they may be. And I'm not saying it's the devil. I'm not saying it's Lucifer or anything. You know what I believe, I'm sure, if you've listened to the show. But um, I don't know exactly what it is. I just know that they believe in these things, or at least their you know, works say that they believe in Lucifer and that they worship Lucifer. So... You know, I, I've talked about it a lot lately, what, what I think that these people believe in. Now, um, I did want to say that, you know, when it comes to this, there are some some slaves that are, you know, they have Stockholm Syndrome and they support all the work and all this uh, really interesting symbolism with the Fessies and the Lictors and all this shit. This Eugene uh, Kantorovich, sorry. Um, wrote this article back in 2014 for cityjournal.org. And I was kind of blown away by the mental gymnastics uh, perpetuated by this uh, Eugene fella. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name again because I'm sure I'll do it different and then I'll be discredited here. But, uh, you know, he he really grabs his ankles in this disgusting attempt to please his fascist rulers in this in this little article here. He titles the article, When Fat When Fascists Aren't Fascist, The Strange History of America's Federal Buildings. And again, just really taking it in the ass, taking a steamer, just to try and make it seem like he's on the right side of history here. Writing some bullshit, perpetuating that, no, this is not something that, that is winking at fascism. This is uh, a hijacked you know, terminology and, and this wasn't made bad until recently and blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. It, it's, it's insane. Some of these bullshit journalists really put their love for their masters on display here. And it's, it's weak as fuck. I have no respect for this shit. They might think that they're doing some hard hitting, like, um, you know, well, this is a smart, smart little, uh, fucking take. It's ridiculous. Um, in it, he blames the demonization for the fascists on Mussolini who was admittedly, and even in his article, loved by a lot of American elites, right? FDR loved Mussolini. Uh, they, a lot of these people loved Mussolini for, quote, getting Italy on the right track. Yeah, Mussolini had some good points, is what a lot of these people think. Um, and Mussolini was kind of intimidated into uh, joining the Nazi and the fascist uh, empire, the Axis powers, because Hitler was a convincing dude. He was probably pretty intimidating. You know, he's like, we got meth and we got tanks over here. Uh, you can either join these people who are going to lose. Uh, probably showed him some proof that he's a Rothschild and uh, that he is on the winning side of history. And and good one. Again, for some reason, good seems to win, right? Not against that, but it's just funny that uh, I think a lot of these evil forces think that they can really do some shit. But, you know, good has good has karma on its side, it seems. Not saying that the United States was good, but I think that those people that were fighting against those evil powers were were doing it for the right reasons. Whereas these cowards that were fighting on behalf of the Nazis and of this new world order, because uh, I to be clear, I think that that Hitler 
represented the New World Order on behalf of the United States government at the time. Now, that didn't win because the United States people won. Those people that went out there and fought and against impossible odds, you know, get through on the beaches of Normandy. I mean, that wasn't supposed to happen. They were purposefully given bad intel at that point in time, right? Purposefully. I I don't mince words here. Purposefully given bad intel and they still rose above somehow. Some may say it was by the grace of God. I don't know. But that's pretty fucking wild that little instances like that turned this war where the chips were stacked against the good guys, not the U.S. government, the good guys, the real good guys, the people fighting, the actual human beings out there fighting. It's crazy. It's interesting to to think about these guys beating these impossible odds. Uh, but back to this article. Um, in the article, this, uh, this status douchebag tells us that the fascis is less associated with fascism than the swastika is associated with Nazism. Well, no shit, fuckface. No one knows what these fascis are, right? I mean, everyone knows that Hitler used a swastika. And yes, he hijacked it from Sanskrit, and this, this was a peaceful symbol. He thought he was doing the right thing. Again, he thought, and our leaders thought, he was on the right side of history. This is why they supported him. It's crazy. Um... But yeah, interestingly enough, a lot of these um, fasces were put up right before World War II began. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that maybe they knew? Do you think they knew that this was going to happen? And this was supposed to be a positive symbol? The fasces, the fascist empire of the world, was supposed to be looked favorably upon? Because make no mistake, they're trying to bring it back. You heard, uh, you know, if you if you listen to my episode... Uh, you know, with uh, Hunter Biden's laptop being fake and all this shit. We talked about Tavistock. And the third phase of that is to bring back a fascist regime akin to the Nazis. That's according to Tavistock's own works. And then that final phase is disassociation. After you break up people based off of groups and then based off of beliefs, and then the fascists come in, and then your disassociation comes in after that. When you don't want to be a part of it, and you're living in your fantasy world, staring at a screen all the time, or listening to dumb podcasts like this, right? Um, no, in all honesty, listen to the podcast. But you know, I, I, a lot of media out there is really giving you bad information, and it is to help with the disassociation. So um, we have a lot of people that support power that are in you know, positions of power. If you're a powerful individual, why would you want to give up any of that power? You, you actively sought out power. Why would you do anything that would jeopardize your power, right? A lot of people that, that assume that they are qualified to lead are not good leaders. And I'll leave you off here on a, uh, on a little quote. And this is from Plato, okay? Plato said, only those who do not seek power are qualified to hold it, right? And to that, I would say, our politicians sure do seek power. So maybe they aren't qualified to hold it. Um, interesting stuff. You know, I, I, uh, I love looking at symbolism and what it could mean for us, what they think that it means. Um, it's, it's, it's creepy, but it's what makes me uh, excited these days is the underlying symbolism of 
these psychotic elites, man. Um, so with that being said, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Monday Night Master Debaters. The big 3-8, dude. We're almost to 40. And, uh, you know, I've been so happy to be part of this show. It's a weekly episode that I can put on here. And it pushes me to look into new things, um, which I can just cover for about 30 minutes or so. It's such a blast. So uh, big thanks to everyone listening to it. I encourage you, again, to go and subscribe to The Great Deception. And uh, let's prop that show up, guys. It's a good, good show. Lots of historical information in that show. And uh, I'm going to shut up here. Let's just roll into this. Monday Night Master Debaters with Adam, Andrew, Matt, and myself. Fun times, guys. See you on the other side of this one. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. 7-Eleven. Magical number. And we got a great show on store for you tonight. We have my buddy from Instagram, man. I'm loving Instagram because it's connecting me with so many cool people. And, and Andrew just recently started the uh, Space Monkey Mafia podcast. So go check that out on uh, Anchor, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, Andrew, welcome, man. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. How's everything going out there on the island? Out here on the island, um, it's, uh, you know, normal chaos over here on Long Island, just congested and craziness and everyone yelling and fighting at each other and uh, beaches and bagels. And it That's gets extra it crazy there in the summer, right? With all the beaches and everything. Yeah, you got the flow, people going back and forth from Manhattan to the Hamptons and um, yeah, just extra craziness and more congestion than even normal. So nice. it's uh it's definitely a place that I need to get out of soon. I just, today I was down at the beach and I was enjoying it and I was like, this is beautiful, but this is all it's got and it's not worth it. I gotta, I gotta find an escape route out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the last place you want to be when shit hits the fan is a crowded <laughs> Island. <laughs> exactly. You know, like you I was thinking, thinking about, about especially on the East, it's like, cause up here in Massachusetts, we got the Cape and I, you know, I love going there in the summertime, but man, if you try and go at the wrong time, it's impossible. You just sit there because there's two ways on to and off of, you know, there's two bridges and you can pick right. your poison. You know, it's six of one half dozen another. And uh, yeah, I always think about that. I'm like, man, when shit hits the fan, how are they getting off that island? No, this is one of the absolute worst places to be, I could imagine, because just yeah, on any given day, it's it's a it's a nightmare and people are acting crazy and uh combative and everything's congested and you can't get anywhere on a normal day so it's like you know if things really <laughs> go south here i mean seriously and i would always say this for years but i you know as like an offhand maybe something bad will happen but now the way things are going it's like i really got to start thinking that way about how i'm gonna get out of here because um it's getting scary out there yeah, everybody's instead of thinking if it's now kind of when right that's we've made a transition <laughs> from if, if to how yeah. soon <laughs> so well Ad, no, adam adam adam's making that journey how's it going out that way adam adam's on the left coast yeah i'm out here uh in the middle of the woods in oregon <laughs> it's going pretty good man that people sound are like a bad uh, deal. yeah people are uh regular americans here you know i mean uh an hour south southeast of me is is uh portland and um you know you get you get 15 miles out of town and it's uh it's it's well it's like i'm in the midwest or something like that so right you know so the portland um 
the Portland that we all know, the the weird Portland, that's really pretty much confined to the metro area out there. And then outside of that, it gets pretty normal again. Yeah, I mean, you got okay. uh, Portland. There's um, Eugene, which is where University of Oregon is. And that's like another, and Salem, which is the state capital. So those are like the big three cities here. And, you know, it's it's like every other city. And Port- they're just trying to emulate Portland. And Portland's just right. trying to emulate San Francisco. And, um, <laughs> right you know, going over the top with it. So yeah, my wife works there. Um, she commutes in. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's stereotypical. It's, it's Portlandia. It's true, but with like, <laughs> not the funny part of it. It's, it's, uh, it's filled with uh, tension weird. And, <laughs> and mean people. It'd be cool if it was just weird. It's just like, it's not a friendly place. And um, I try to stay out of there as much as possible, but uh, I found a little place up here and, and uh, can do everything I need to do up here and I don't have to go to go to town anymore. So, yeah, it's isn't good. That, it's good. To... Isn't that weird how uh, how weird just somehow one day blended into mean? I don't know when like it just happened one day where all these really cool, you know, liberal hangout spots just became very uh yeah, mean. I guess that's the only yeah. word for it. Yeah, that's what I say all the time. Like I would have yeah. yeah. been I was I was a young, a young in my mid twenties in, in Oakland, California. And it was a magical place to be young and drunk at that age. And now it's, <laughs> now it's the same thing. It's just like a mean place. There's everybody that's from there got, got gentrified out and, and they're just, uh, the people that are there aren't fun anymore. You know, it's just, uh, mean, miserable people who are self-righteous and, and, and wrong about everything. So <laughs> So I guess everything's going according to plan for the uh, the subversion of uh, this country. Yeah, at least in the city, I think there's uh, yeah. I think there's hope outside of town. So that's what I'm uh, right. that's what I'm clinging to. And even if there's not, I'm gonna do everything I want to and have fun and like try to eat good food and spend time with people I love. And like I raise, I raise sheep. It's hard work, and it's I'm you know I'm just gonna do that until the meteor hits. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, so what is uh i saw you got unhinged now yeah well um one of my uh conspiracy podcast heroes and mentors um billy ray valentine if you guys are familiar with him and the infinite fringe podcast he's uh he was always one of my favorites before i started the show and then when i started the show he was like super awesome to me he came on like really early and um you know, he calls me on the phone and stuff. He texts, text messages me. It always makes me feel good. And, and he's like in this, uh, other, whole other, like weird little, um, conspiracy click that's got all these guys that are really good researchers like Don Jeffries and, uh, Tony Arterburn and, and those guys, Charlie Robinson's kind of in there too. And, um, he's been working on it for a long time. Um, just kind of starting up an internet radio feed, a radio station with like 24 hour feed of, of shows going on. And um, when he was getting it going, he uh, reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do a show. And he said, I, you can have as many days a week as you want for as long as you want. And I was like, all right, I'll do one day a week. And so um, I've, I do Deborah gets red pilled with Deborah. And um, a lot of the time uh, we have a guest and Chud X is on too. And um, I'm kind of just wanting to be uh, to like tackle um topics with her one-on-one kind of do 
more of a not political show but just like current events and just talk about what's going on and be like gun control you know she thinks that guns should be outlawed like i'll just get into it with her and just like have a normal civilized conversation that most people can't have with their mother-in-law and just do all that and you know be open and willing to change and um just listen and and uh yeah so we're gonna do that when it's it's a pretty close to uh getting going and we're gonna do it on there it's gonna be called unhinged with deborah and adam that's awesome oh, man that's, that's fantastic great. bro yeah congrats i just i actually just before this i was listening to billy ray on macroaggressions with charlie yeah and uh i heard something on there that i want to bring up on here later about ai and all that stuff and it's like i i like those guys man they they are it's next level you know, yeah. they're, they're thinking about stuff and, and Billy, Billy's been around forever. You know, he's one of the original. Yeah. He was, guys. he was like at, he saw nine 11 happen. And then he used to run around with, um, we are changed when they first started, you know? Yep. Handing out, handing out DVDs and flyers and shit at ground zero. Yeah. That's cool. And he's, oh, wow. he's, he's not like a really old, he's younger than me, but yeah. he was, he was like in, in high school or something when it happened, you know? Yeah. I give him credit. That's tough because you know I'm from Long Island. That was around the city and the area where it all happened. And I seen some guys out there, and they caught a lot of shit for being out there trying to talk about 9/11 truth. I mean, some real confrontation. It was hairy. The yeah. stuff I've seen walking around, people trying to say that they got confronted right away, real aggressive. Yeah. Well, right when that stuff happens, man, that's like the that's the worst time when everyone is acting chaotic, and then someone comes with some logic then it's almost like an insult, you know, because everyone almost wants to be pissed yeah. off and, and erratic. Right. It's kind of like an, immers- an emotional jerk off everyone wants to have. And if you come and try to talk, that's not what they're looking for. They want they're looking for, uh, you know, the emotional charge rather than uh, a reasonable discussion. It's uh, it's uh, like a it's like a ritualistic kind of like partaking in a like in a I don't even know, some kind of angry. Well, the, the adrenaline. Of, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff that's going. I mean, look at what happened with uh, January 6th, like when that was going on as it was happening, there was a lot of adrenaline like that. I Like I felt some adrenaline. I was in Tucson, Arizona when that shit went down. You know what I mean? I was like, holy shit, something's actually going on here. And then, you know, later we find out that it's nothing. But there's definitely something to be said about the energy that's kind of tossed around when those massive world changing events happen, for sure. Hey, Ryan, by the time when January 6th rolled around, you were you were off the off the train by that point right you weren't you weren't supporting or were you still involved no i was still definitely a supporter then um it took uh probably after he after biden got in probably about four months five months i'm sure that there's an episode where like in my show where it like you can time stamp it you know because yeah. <laughs> you know there's there's a there's an episode where like you know one one day i'm like oh yeah trump's great and then like the next episode i'm like yeah fuck this dude <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so i'm sure that we could go back but yeah no it took me a little while man like i said i went to a rally dude in here in tucson and i mean he was different i'll say that but yeah man um it was just kind of like a big bamboozle you know yeah yeah just one of the actors you know well it's hilarious because uh so check this out this is our uh what we're dealing with now um this they're just out front with it now uh hold on one sec let's get this was this the guy that cried and said that it, that it's uh good to tell your son that it, having a conscience is 
good or something that we oh, no. Listen, is... we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. <laughs> right. <laughs> What was that? That was the <laughs> world order and we have liberal to, world, to stay world order. order. Huh? Right. I mean, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> they, it's interesting. They switched it from new to liberal because it's kind of the same word like new is obviously right. it's been yeah. it, it's like hacked to say new world order. And at this point, but yeah. liberal is like new ideology. It's pushing things forward. It's new. It's fresh. So it's it's still the same damn thing. But for some reason, they, they all made that pivot. It's, rebranding yeah it's just yeah and it's like okay well they can, rebranding. they can knock off the conspiracy theorists right but right it's not new world order anymore this is the liberal world order you know we're we're oh okay it's a different li- agenda okay, so that's fine then yeah it's oh, a liberal yeah. one then we're we're good to go <laughs> uh, just the new one i don't want <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. But, but what's crazy <laughs> is slide of hand okay so we got the liberal world order and and I think their whole point is just madness and chaos. Yep. I, I really, I mean, you look at the last week. So the last week, since we did the last master debaters, we had CERN kick up. We had the Guidestones <laughs> yeah. go down. We had Boris Johnson resign. We had uh, uh, Abby, the uh, Japanese president get assassinated, or not president, right. uh, former PM get assassinated. Right. You had Sri Lanka's government Sri just Lanka. Did- overthrown in january 6th to the you know millionth degree (laughs) and it's like holy that was a week ago that's one week all those fucking things happened like boom 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 and we wonder why we don't know what's up is down and left and right i mean and we got a head on our shoulders think about the people right that are struggling that really believe in this stuff that think this stuff is you know really matters and is really going to impact us one way or the other how many people heard about the Georgia Guidestones for the first time this week? Yep. Uh, right. Yeah, that was mainstream news for the first time. Like, you know, because they were always fringe, right? I mean, if you're yeah, that, like Ryan, you you said it best. It's kind of, you know, the intro level conspiracy theory. That's one of those, you know, base level ones that you get into real quick right away. It's right here in the US. It's, you know, tied to so many different things and tied to the New World Order. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, I don't know. And, and that one, man, I, I just think that's the biggest, like, inside job ever, if there ever was one, you know, I, I just, you, like, the Guidestones going down, you think is an inside job too? Yeah, I think yeah, it was just like so. a, dis, a distraction, you know, something for them just yeah. to do, get rid of them. And, and then, and now you get the rumors of like Pfizer's going to rebuild them. I mean, oh, like, that, yes, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. This is straight idiocracy at this point. If Pfizer <laughs> rebuilds those, they should look like giant needles and, you know, we'll be all set. And those will be our guide. Could be, uh, big pills or something. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, what they, did you guys, um, what did you guys think about the numerology on it? Did you see that at all? I'm not a big numerology guy. I used to despise it. Now I see that there's, yeah, there's gotta too. be something going on at some point. I was I just messing around this. and I actually, you know, came on to something just, you know, trying to jerk, jerk around with it. Like if you look at seven, six, 22, it's 1322, which is one three two two, and three two two is skull and bones. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. But you what know. was the what's the seven eleven? Because I've seen a couple of posts about that today, and I want to ask about the seven eleven significance. Because apparently seven elevens got shut up today on seven eleven. Uh, several of them, I heard. 
<laughs> really? I went really? to a, I, I, went, I, went, I went and bought I do not know how seven eleven yesterday and it was the first time I'd been in a seven eleven in probably five years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose, you know. Yeah, we don't uh, even have them around us anymore. Yeah, dude, I don't know I when the last time I got coffee. <laughs> well, dude, they started charging a 34 cent fee for a debit <laughs> card purchase. I'm like, no, dude, I'm gonna go somewhere else and get a free debit card purchase. That's crazy. <laughs> It's like in, in 2022 doing that shit doesn't. I was gonna say, sense. is this 1990? You yeah. Know? yeah, they have some old ass processes too. You know, dude. Um, do you think all these distractions are from like the mass shootings and shit like that, or because they gotta be for some reason? I'm actually looking at a chart here that I'll share with you in a second. Um, but I mean, the mass shootings. How we're supposedly the number one country for mass shootings as far as like a, you know, developed world countries. What I'm looking at here doesn't that doesn't seem to be true and like i kind of wonder if that information is going to come out to where like you know this is actually a pretty safe fucking country to live in but they have to make all this chaos go on like you said it's ordo ab chaos right that chaos magic that trump was so good at mm-hmm. but do you think that there's some reason specifically for all the distractions any of you guys that's what i i you know i thought i as soon as the i saw uh the japanese pm get shot and i it, whether it's abe or abby abby abe whatever i think it's shinzo uh, right because i think yeah. it's abe shinzo they go okay. backwards i think and he uh i thought his assassination was a cover-up to get the whole boris johnson thing out of the news because that was like a day or two after that damn that's um, cold if that's true dude yeah but what happened? Here, here's Johnson thing. Hold resigned. On, hold on. Now, okay. there is something very interesting about that Shinzo Abe or Abe Shinzo murder. If you watch, I've seen two videos on it. One where you hear the shots and before the second shot, well before the second shot, his shirt explodes. Well, and, and then there's a couple other pictures with him with some thing on his arm that you can't figure under his uh, suit jacket. And people are asking like, what is this thing? Now I'm not saying he didn't get shot and didn't die, but I'm saying right. it's kind of shady that even the, you know, you look at the footage and it looked kind of weird. Cause he, he, there was a shoot a shot and then he looks back and then he just kind of pauses. And then the second shot happens and then he sits there for a second and then he drops. Did you notice how far apart those two shots were too? And no one moved. Yeah, and that's it. Like the people right behind him didn't really react as you would expect if the shot was going right over their shoulder. You know, I mean, no one dropped. It was was almost three seconds, 2.7 seconds, I heard someone say. And um, man, that uh, dude, I'm not like trained. I could take my gun out of my pocket and I don't I don't walk around with one in the chamber usually. But I can take mine out of my pocket, rack one in and probably get a shot off. Well, did you see the gun? Yeah, well, yeah, it was a manufactured. It was a two by four with tubes and then a primer. <laughs> it was a created gun, dude. It's wild to think that, but yeah, there, I mean, that goes to show that if if like Japan's got some strict gun laws, man, and and if if somebody is motivated to do it, I mean, if, are you going to outlaw wood and tubes too? And then where yeah. do you get the the shotgun shells? There's this uh this old famous like pamphlet kind of little fanzine like booklet you can still order and it shows you it's old from like the early 90s like from the randy weaver days and it shows you like how to make a shotgun out of like plumbing plumbing pipes i forget what Mm. it's called i've got it somewhere in the basement 
<laughs> I probably shouldn't admit that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on the shelf right next to right next to my copy of the Turner Diaries and yeah. my anarchist anarchist cookbook. anarchist cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is interesting, man. Electrical tape, and I mean, it's a uh, crafty, you know. Yeah. I feel like oh. there's definitely some tech jokes with him being Chinese and creating a gun. I mean, there's yeah. definitely a joke there. Low he's hanging being, fruit. He's being safe with a mask too, so that's good. Oh, you gotta. Uh, that's that's to cover his face. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that you can't, even unless he got away or whatever. But well, yeah, I he didn't even I mean, get two steps away. Most like, Chinese people look alike anyway, so he doesn't really. Matter. That's true. <laughs> they have that that's facial recognition true. now, so yeah. mm. they're screwed. Well, yeah. Let me show you this chart here. It's um, it's pretty interesting. If I can share, let's see. Yeah, I can. Okay, so this is uh completely contradictory to what. We hear, and I've never heard this. I actually always just kind of believed it. But comparing annual death rate from mass public shootings. Now, um, Brian, yeah. what do they consider a mass shooting here? Is it that uh, three? Right. Yeah. I think three is here it's in the three state, people. Right? Okay. Because yeah. they changed that. It was, That was like something they changed pretty recently in, you know, last five years or so. And it like can be, and it can, it can be three, including a suicide. Yes. So it's two in a, in a self-inflicted. And then yourself, right? and then you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Okay. Okay. And that's a mass shooting. So apparently, in this, you know, comparing your European countries to U.S. and Canada, from 2009 of January to 2015 of December, um, Norway takes the lead, followed by Serbia, France, um, and then you, you know, you have a U.S. down at 11, right behind the Czech Republic and above austria um i don't know if that even sounds right to me but i mean well I norway know. had that one crazy dude who went nuts on that island and killed a lot of people okay in that one year in between there so and and yeah so yeah man i mean this this next chart is uh the frequency of mass public shootings um comparing european countries to the u.s and canada from january 2009 to 15 and uh Macedonia, Albania, Serbia, Albania, I definitely believe, actually. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then uh, 12th is the U.S., right above Canada, which, um, I mean, you never hear about this from Canada, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nope. So. But according to someone, Trudeau's threatening to go door to door to take guns. That should be <laughs> really? interesting. That'll work out well for him. Yeah, um, I, wonder, I wonder how many people would comply, though, man. Canadians are very, very polite like to their detriment you know what i mean yeah well like we've had we've had all of a sudden we didn't have any for for covid there wasn't any mass shootings right none and then they just all they they, they just them, all at once they put them back in play and now there's been a, been a bunch in a row well you know why what what that feeds into the narrative so beautifully is that when people are locked down there's no mass yeah. shootings yeah yep it's no oh, pollution right. no mass shootings because yeah. you're safe in your prison cell yeah it's freaky man freaky shit yeah but you know it happens it hey you guys ever visit that that above top secret website and you guys no. stick Never around there? That. no no it's kind of cool man it's got forums i mean the first the first thing listed is a real hot topic that uh 4chan hackers hacked biden's icloud i guess i saw that oh, yeah, yeah. I, there was a video of him uh weighing out some crack with a hooker now arguing over the weight <laughs> Do you guys yeah. believe any of these? I'm 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 all in that these are all uh deep fakes. Man, oh, you're all in on that, huh? Okay. I'm trying I, to do an I, episode. It's just on that. too easy. Like, I mean, right. I, I don't know. And they always they just keep coming out. And it's 
and the media just ignores it. Everyone ignores it. If I mean, I, I'd like to think if they were real, that something would be done. Mm, but I'd like to think so. But, but I mean, I saw a guy you stand know, they... up t- today and challenged <laughs> Biden during his press conference. He got in a yelling match with him about, you know, what about your son getting in an argument with a hooker <laughs> over a way to crack? And was it somebody just, in the press corps or just some guy? It was a pond? guy in the press corps, but he, you know, he had a ponytail and had his uh, <laughs> like a smoker's jacket on with a t-shirt underneath. And he's just standing up like yelling at Biden and they let him go for a good, like 10, 15 seconds and then got him out of there. Well, that's, then that's the, that's to put it into the, into the narrative there. I mean, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to get, to get that guy out of there. They mm-hmm. got to be. I think, you know I think, what would be so perfect for like their narrative, and this would be a tragedy if it was real, but it probably wouldn't be real, is if Hunter Biden OD'd like right before November. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he said, well, now supposedly the thing is, is that he caught he had his dad in his phone contacts as uh, Pete Pete. Oh, and, I did not see that. <laughs> and because his dad used to go under the pseudonym of Pete, Peter Henderson when he was vice president. So, oh really yeah I mean, checking the hotels and shit so that no one knew who he was yeah Crazy. so it's interesting it's i mean it and again it all lines up and do you doubt it no i no i could see it happening i just don't know if if they have this real evidence i think this is just to fuel the fire yeah i've seen all those all those videos on on instagram now and you know it's uh it's weird i i hate the guy i want to see that that whole crime family go down but you know, I had, I've had my, my issues in the past with all that, all that kind of stuff. I just got, uh, I got 10 years sober on Saturday nope, nice. and, uh, you know, nice. I just, I feel, kinda, I feel kind of, uh, sorry. I feel sorry for the guy, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter that he's like from this generationally wealthy, powerful family, like that guy's life just sucks. And who knows what happened to that guy as a, as a child growing up in that right. environment. You know, I mean, you, it just goes to show you that you can have the world served up to you on on a silver platter, and, and it your life matter. can just still be shit. You know, and right. I'm sitting here, I don't have a a job, and I'm living in a hundred year old farmhouse with no AC, and I'm I'm happier than ever. You know, so. Well, dude, you know, we talked about that a little bit on your show, Adam, right? On on uh, Deborah Gets Red Pill, we spoke on that a little bit, like mostly with Paul Bonacci, and how like that was the first pedophile I'd ever seen that I genuinely yep. felt bad for. Yeah. And it, it's kind of the same situation here, um, you know, with all these allegations. The best part to me about the video was that they were arguing if it was 2.6 or 2.7 grams, but it was 20.6. Yeah. They don't even know how to read the scale. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, 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 it's too comical, I think, to be real. I, you know, I, I get it that it that this is a very serious situation if it was real. Um, and I, I've known people that, that are addicted, um, to all kinds of shit and it's, it's a tragedy, dude. It really fucks people's lives up. I'm probably an alcoholic. Let's be real here. Um, but I can function these dudes, you know, maybe they can function too, but I, I just, I smell a, a rat in this thing. I don't, I don't think it's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I just, I, yeah. And I see all these people getting so excited about this and it's like, man, if this is part of their plan, don't get excited because they got something even better lined up for us next. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard not to get it. I mean, I I kind of got the first the first taste of it that like the one that really upset me was when 
nothing happened to Anthony Weiner with his with his laptop, you know, and this is kind of like that 2.0, you know. Yep. It's the same playbook too. And it's interesting because I'm reading uh Jim Mars's book, uh, The Rise of the Fourth Reich. And he he talks about in there um the October surprise. And that's what they do in these elections. There's always the October surprise that comes up that'll sway the election in one way or the other. And you go back, you look at Trump, you know. So and, grab him by the grab him by the pussy, right? Well, no, in 2016 it was Hillary. They got her the Comey had to release those emails. Got it. Or whatever. And or say they had to investigate her about the emails in October. And then you had the Hunter Biden laptop this October. So yeah. Well, in 2016, too, during the debate for one of the parts of the October surprise, because Trump hit with a lot of October surprises, he brought all those rape victims of Bill Clinton to the debate. (laughs) Great move. Great move. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as theater goes, it's great. You know what I mean? And and that's why I think it would be. And it's kind of selfish that I do want Trump to run against Hillary again, because the content is endless, dude. I mean, everyone, if you think there's a lot of podcasts out there now, there will be more if this yes. happens again in, in 2024, well, dude. Imagine imagine another four years of Biden. I mean, that's some endless content right there. Sure. Biden's bad in 2022. Imagine him in 2026. Dude. I, I said at the beginning. He's going to have one of those him. rolling IV stands with him wherever he walks. You know, like and like he's going to have the Bernie the weekend at Bernie's. Two Just in a hospital arm. gown. He's going to have Hunter, Hunter on one side of him and Jerry Nadler on the other. And then somebody's got to be on. Nancy Pelosi is going to be holding up Jerry Nadler and then Diane Feinstein is going to be next to her. And, you Just know, it's going to be like a, a chorus centipede. line, a chorus line. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, you know, um, I predicted and, and, you know, we're getting late in the end of the year. And again, I don't want this to happen, but I think that I don't see Biden making it out this year alive, man. He's fucking falling apart day yeah, by day, dude. Like, it's sad to see that that's in, like who's in charge. He's got the thing where he's like reading and it's like Ron Burgundy. So he's like, repeat the line. And the quote. <laughs> oh, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah actually the... made that video was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And it came on to Ron Burgundy. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's wild to see, but it just kind of lets you know that maybe like all the kids were right when they say that they want to grow up and be president. Maybe you can, you know, if you just, uh, <laughs> if Biden can do it, I think anyone can do it. Well, it seems it seems like he's being being set up from the inside. Like what I said to you when you were on our show, Ryan, I said his whole this whole thing in the past few months seems like a giant humiliation ritual. Sure. So well, here we go. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> Damn it. Who typed a question mark on that teleprompter? <laughs> For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Uh, you I can't hear make this say... shit up. Like, and, and, and he just gets a free pass. They're like, oh, that was part of the speech. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dude, I don't even know anybody who will even speak against him still. The people that I know that voted for him, they're just, they've gotten very quiet, but they won't denounce him. Like, you know, they... They're still on board for the most part, it seems like. Yeah, I did another it's not show. not Trump. To, you know? I, I did another show today with my mother-in-law, um, somebody else's show, and she said she's really questioning her vote right now. <laughs> yeah, some Good. people have come forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, you, but I, I, I'm scared for the people that don't. You know, the people that still don't question their vote. What, what could he Isn't possibly, that terrifying? Seriously. Yeah, like what has he done for you? 
please explain the it fact to that me. They, they 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 can't everyone's just gotten very quiet that's all i've noticed for the most part a few brave people actually stepped i was proud of sam harris he came forward pretty much right away i saw he had made a tweet about it. i'm eating my words every day because i think when he had got elected on election night he had said i'm grateful for the adults in the room and then he had made a tweet about it a few months after like i'm eating my words one by one he came right out and said that you know he really screwed up but that that's few and far between that guy's the worst anyway but <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, you know what yeah. he's a sharp mind but you know yeah it's good to admit when you're wrong, you know, like I said, you know, I, I admit that I was wrong about Trump. Um, I would absolutely pick him 10 times out of 10 against mm -hmm. Biden, even though, you know, I think Trump got us here. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's tough, though, man. A lot of people don't want to admit that when they fuck up, especially something like this, where everyone is pissed off about gas prices and sending more money to Ukraine, which just happened. What, 400 million more? Which... Oh, another. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I think it's like the third wave of, of money. It doesn't touch the eight billion or eighty billion or whatever. What, what was it? Eighty billion? Some massive number. I think that was the in, yeah initial number, right? Yeah, that's it what started it was with time. forty and then grew. And yeah. it's it's just asinine. I mean, this is just this is the Marshall Plan twenty twenty two. You know, we've been doing this since World War II. You know, we funded Europe over and over again to quote unquote rebuild, and all it is is just transfer of wealth. You know, yeah, it's well, not yeah, it's a scam. Look, at if 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 we just keep giving money to Ukraine, prolonging this thing, how much more fucked up is Ukraine going to get? And how much more does that allow these, you know, non-bid contracts to come in afterwards? Like what happened in Iraq with Halliburton and all that bullshit and, and Haiti and stuff to just go in and give money to their friends and, and rebuild. Yeah, this is in, the military industrial complex. Rebuild in our, in our image, you know, make it fucking Walmart, Eastern Europe, you know, <laughs> or don't rebuild it at all and just take the money and run, yeah. you know, and that's what they end up doing in the most part. That's like uh, Biden's brother. You know, he was he was given millions of dollars to build houses in Iraq. I think they might have built one house and then chewed. And, <laughs> and they're like, peace, yeah. we're out. We got paid. We're out of here. You guys figure it out yourselves. So it's a big club and we ain't in it. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's just it's just it's ridiculous, though, and that you still see these idiots with the I stand with Ukraine flags. It's like, man, come on, people. I mean, I stand with all the people. I, of course. Yeah. You're with the government at this point and you you're, haven't you're seen still telling them that yeah. this, you know, they're, they're, they're trotting out there mini me all the time, dressed like a G.I. Joe figure. It's like, <laughs> come on. Well, the fact they came out and even said the uh, the ghost of Kiev was fake. I mean, I called that one right away, and uh, they sound they came out and admitted that. that I mean, after that, when you see that they're actually making real time fake war propaganda, and no one even bats an eye at it, even when they come out and admit it, it's disconcerting. Yeah, yeah, they admit they admit that they did it, and then they said, but it, oh, but it was needed, you know, for national morale well, and all this shit. Like well, that. and that's what we're we're. I mean. It, in the American media, they're allowed to do now, right? From yeah. from this month modernization, and so what they're allowed to do is they still have to tell you some truth, but they can just stew a little bullshit in there. So, and that's where they'll get you, right? Because then you don't know, okay, which story is real, which part of the story is real. They could have slid some misinformation in here somewhere to to mislead the story, even though it is a real story they they could slant the facts one way or the other and we've seen that over and over look at january 6th look at the you know the uh white supremacist that drove a car down in virginia you know all that right. stuff but that's the that's the idea though basically right is just to not even so much the um 
disinformation, just the confusion is really, you don't know what to believe. I think that's part of it. Well, that's what Yuri Bezmenov, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that was his Absolutely. whole thing. We will, we will tell them the truth and they will deny it. Right. Just to mix things up so badly where you don't know up from down and eventually you get so disgusted, you throw your hands up and be like, you know what, just do whatever you guys are going to do because I don't know what's happening. So that's kind of the demoralization that he talks about all the time. Man, I'm looking... Do you guys ever hear that that guy got brought over by the the Koch brothers? Yeah. Did not hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? He was was definitely an actor, you know? I mean, I, I... the more Adam I look at it, anything post World War II is all set up. You know, once you get out of there, I mean, you look at the way the Nazis set up their shell companies to carry on, and then the way the military industrial complex, the CIA, and the US government worked with the companies in America and those companies. I mean, it, it filters out through Bilderberg, CFR, you know, trilateral all these major groups and just think about how many of those groups splinter out with, you know, veins that get into the mainstream. I mean, it's like you, you, I don't think there's anything that isn't tainted at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. And that's what's scary is that, you know, they, they just see the government as this altruistic, you know, rock on the hill and it's like no man they've been bending you over for your whole life knowing <laughs> you've been saying thank you sir may i have another <laughs> what were you saying right no man I, I was saying i'm looking uh because you know i know that this is kind of like a no a no shit thing to us about this i'm just stuck on this this biden leaking thing to where I'm, I'm wondering if this literally is like ex- are we talking number two? <laughs> we, what are we talking here? We're doing, that's a number three ball. <laughs> number two, or whatever. Maybe a number four. That's where you, uh, you shoot out of all holes. Your mouth, your <laughs> dick, and your ass. I call. Um, we used to. That's I used to call that one the. That's the Black Widow. Like when you're sitting on the toilet and puking from from Taco Bell or something. Oh, yeah, the full evac, full evacuation. <laughs> No, man. So I'm looking through and, you know, I'm wondering, you know, I I think that maybe the CIA or the FBI leaked this stuff onto 4chan. Right. And if that's the case, is it a test to see if horrible information can come out? And just if the mainstream media doesn't report on it, does that mean that it's not real to the people? Right. Because it's all over Infowars, obviously. Um, It's not really on Fox News. I'm actually scrolling through Fox News right now. Um, I don't see anything about it on the front page and it's obviously not on CNN. I, I went all the way down right. on CNN. They're talking about what the earliest galaxies looked like and, and like also <laughs> January 6th. So, yeah. And then, you know, just goofy shit. It's almost like, a. I mean, CNN really has become almost like a middle school. Um, like when you're, you, you have homeroom news and it's like the kids doing the news. It, yeah. It's wild. <laughs> And I mean, they're talking about tombs. They're talking about fucking fashion for the summer. It's insane. And like, they're just like, what is that? You know, like when this when this massive news that should change. We just so- talked about seven things that happened in the last week. And they're going to be talking about fashion. That's the thing, man. Like, I, I would say arguably the biggest. Thing, and maybe that all ties in. Maybe the real thing, like, you know, the, this Biden shit. Maybe they're just testing the limits of what they can put out there um you know tell people yeah this is leaked on 4chan on some alt right sites 
no one's going to go check 4chan because that's a, a Nazi website. Right. right. No one no one wants that in their browser history. So, you know, CNN's not talking about it. Fox isn't talking about it. Um, I'm interested to see if Tucker Carlson talks about it. He's what? actually coming on. Sorry, right Ryan. Now. What's what's the event that they're not talking about? The Hunter Biden. OK, the, the, leak. the leak. OK. Yeah. And whether whether it's legitimate or not, we're being told that it is. So why isn't it being shared on all these things? That's our that's the president right. of the United States son doing some horrible things. And there's pictures supposedly of like little kids sitting on his lap. I saw it, the, the kids oh, face were covered up. It's like five different kids sitting on him. And like, I'm not trying to be gross or funny here. It looks like they're like, he's about to have an orgy with all of these like sub 12 year old girls. Yeah. So there's and, pictures like that on here with these kids faces blocked. And, and dude, this, this isn't being shown anywhere. Right. Like what, what the fuck, man? It's just, it's insane. And, and you guarantee it's not going to drop biden's approval rating because no one's seeing it yeah it's crazy <laughs> until cnn talks about it dude just like the epstein island stuff people knew about that for years and until people start talking about it on the mainstream it's not even going to be an issue dude and then his his approval rating will fall yeah but, it took uh, it took the miami herald reporting on it for normal people to believe it you know epstein, epstein yeah yeah man. Well, yeah because abc buried it for years yeah so that they could broadcast the the royal wedding <laughs> Yep. Let <laughs> me spit out my wine there, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's um it's goofy. It's um it, it really lets you know that the um the the mind control stuff works like big well, time. Like um Matt listed off what six or seven things there. I I mean when you list that off, I don't even know if I go back week to week what happened the week before like did was there six things that that they rolled out that week or do they usually just do one or two and have they been missing with those one and two enough that they're like shit if we're if we're only batting one for three which is a great average if you're in the major leagues but bad if you're cnn or or whatever um do they have to roll out eight things now and see which ones are going to work yeah and, and just hope one or two good. sticks right yeah yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to start and I wish that I would have started doing this in January. I'm going to write down what happens in the news every day and then at the end of the year, go over it. The and if story you do that, of the day, that's the an... story of the day and see what happens. You have 365 stories, dude. <laughs> I, I bet you it will be so nuts. You know what I mean? Like it, it would be like a wild book, you know? What yeah. I mean? so I'm going to write How that down. Gonna, yeah, you got to report back and like do the year in review somehow. But I don't know if you could do that for in one episode that'd be tough there's gotta be one day where something weird doesn't happen there's gotta be like today did anything weird happen today anyone remember? i don't know the only thing the only guy heard i guess you guys didn't hear about it so maybe i'm making it up but i, I could have sworn i had heard someone talking about there actually being shootings at 7-elevens on 7-eleven and so we're talking about the numerology involved and i was really curious about that but i, I didn't know i haven't really gone to go dig into it anymore myself so i was hoping maybe you guys had heard something but I'll check uh, it out here. Yeah, I see. Let's yeah, see. you got something? Oh. We got one, two, two, two shot down. four different locations. Yeah, California. Where where else are you seeing, Matt? I'm seeing California. Santa Ana and La Abra. Both California. Yeah, LA. Mm. Weird. Yeah, I don't know what that was strange. Mean. Yeah, it says okay, right. four four separate shootings reported at 7-Eleven stores in SoCal. At least two may be connected, police say. 
So it was four different 7-Elevens on 7-Eleven. So that's a little weird. I just don't know what the significance of 7-Eleven is. I have to find that out. Probably some fucking the numerology world. Hermetic shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, who knows? Go People, to some- uh, go to Culture24 on Instagram. He's He's doing all the Gematria stuff now. Yeah, I was going to say someone will be like, if you take Jewish gematria and then traditional gematria, reverse it, you get 7-Eleven and false flag, you know, you, like all this crazy shit. It's it's interesting, but I don't know how it's real just a little bit. Yeah, too much of a stretch, perhaps. I'm not sure. I used to think it was completely all horse shit, but it, it's kind of drawn me in a little bit recently. Yeah, definitely. It's important. I don't know if I believe that it's magical, but I believe that it's important to some people, so... Like, right. If it's important to people, then they, then it, I guess it becomes important because some yeah. people are operating out of that. Yeah. Like, a, like astrology, same thing. Right. Yeah. And there are people using it to their advantage. So, I mean, for them, it's working. Right. I know there's a bunch of people that use Gematria to gamble and stuff on sports and they base it straight off Gematria and boom, they're doing okay. Yeah. So, actually, I, you know, I've never heard of Gematria before. Could, what exactly? Could you go into a little more detail about that? that's the number system yeah basically the letters just is a numerology okay yeah letters are assigned numerical values like hebrew or something like it depends yeah it depends which system you're using there's multiple systems and they each uh, it it goes you know one through nine basically um watch we'll we'll do something fun here should we do uh what should we put in here to 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 do an example okay hunter's crack <laughs> crack that'd be a good thing to plug into the ai uh, art generator oh yeah <laughs> okay so you got three basic kinds you have jewish gematria english gematria and simple gematria and these are the numbers that break the down numerical I'm, value for okay i'm not sure the jewish one very much at all um but the the simple is the one that makes the most sense to me that's just where a is literally one b right, is two, straightforward b is okay super easy but then you get all these other ones Ooh, barack hussein hussein obama has the same he's probably the one that released it to get rid of biden the same what yeah was the, what was the crack weight let's look up that number what's that 20 point the, <laughs> the, the amount of crack 20.2 if that has a uh a, a letter value if it spells out anything the amount of crack that they were weighing this one fits lost soul in jewish gematria um yeah you want to do 20.6 I was just trying to enemy of Obama. Here. Was that one? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dude, there's some uh, that'd be funny if there was just some weird just one, just it was up. Su- Susan's on there for some reason. God so loves Susan. math. <laughs> uh yeah, it's just it's interesting to look at these. Thanksgiving and be a young boy, frazzle drip. Oh. Uh, <laughs> coronavirus. Coronavirus. World nice. War what? World Quantum. War One II, Quantum Three. Leaps. They should. That was a good show, man. I should go back and watch that. Quantum Leaps in there, okay. Yeah, she is my wife. See, some of these are just weird, but like or, these are all like top searches. Riding the Beast. And there you go. And uh, yeah, man. So it's a fun thing, but we'll do twenty point six real quick since you said that. I don't know hey, if it not? does numbers. <laughs> Putting numbers go the other way. Number. Yeah, if we can put a number in and get a get a word. I think you have to go to the Gematronator to get. Billy Eilish. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Franklin. It looks like it's just taking Franklin. Two, 206. Ooh. Franklin. But yeah, it's scandal. taking 
taking 206 it looks like and throwing it any of these that add up to 206 so i mean it's interesting like we said you know it's whatever yeah shot in the dark (laughs) there's enough coincidences for me to think that that's a coincidence i guess you know i don't know right but who knows interesting to think about and kick around anyway I got okay. So here's one, Billy, and and this is what I was talking about before, Adam, on on Charlie's podcast. Billy Ray Valentine said uh, that he believes that AI could be the Antichrist, yeah, um, oh. and or technology in general, and that you know AI could be a, a portion of technology. But he he says that the Antichrist is technology in the sense that we're addicted to it, we crave it, we want more, we'll wait in line for it, you know. It's in our hand. Uh, Isn't the number number of the beast is supposed to be on the hand. You carry it everywhere. Yeah. It's that mark is on you. And uh, I was like, wow, that's interesting because that ties in with what Ted Kaczynski said in his manifesto. And he was so on. Yep. With so much. I, I, you know, I had gone back to him recently. I didn't realize because I started watching a show with him recently and I just had him written off in my head as a crazy person. And then I actually read some of the manifesto and I whole up until he started, I guess, killing innocent people, he was really on point with everything he was saying. Well, especially his, uh, his, <clears throat> his uh, critique of the left in general and, and uh, the way they were headed, he picked yeah, up on it the, pretty early. He talked about the over-socialization of, right. of, of liberals and, and it's, it's, you know, it's Portland. Get on. It's, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> perfect. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's rich kids whose parents work at Nike in Portland. That's what, it, that's what he's talking about. And they're bored and looking for a thrill and yeah with the ai trying to be a god or or the antichrist um you know the way that albert pike was saying to messini um that they want to take the christians and the the atheists and break them both down equally you know disappoint them both so wholly that they're, they're looking for anything so could this be you know christians and atheists both do like technology they they all use it right now, what if right. you get people so used to it and then you shut it all off? You know what I mean? And then they people would, would go into be, withdrawal. Yeah, they'd go through withdrawal and they would do anything to get their technology turned back on. Maybe sign their life away. Maybe do all this kind of shit. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder because, yeah, dude, the, they, they've put so much emphasis on it being a person. You know, the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a good. Yeah, they're always like, "Oh, it's uh, Jared Kushner," or you know, something yeah. like that. But yeah, just technology as a whole. That's well, it's whoever's know. the president first, right? It was Obama, then it was Trump, right. and then it was you know, and then they go to their kids. And I'd be okay with it being Trudeau. You know, they I I, <laughs> I might agree with that one all the way. I think he's too yeah. much of a pussy, though. Yeah, you, maybe the Antichrist has he's to have the- a little sack. Yeah, well, he anti- can't be the he can't be the Antichrist himself. He has to be just a, an agent of it, like you said. He's he's a bitch, and he's not evil, except for the fact he's probably he's doing the bidding of whoever. But well, the, wouldn't he be a pussy? Wouldn't the Antichrist be a pussy? Because like Jesus was supposedly like real tough, and he's everything opposite of right of Jesus. I saw an American Dad. It was like this skinny bald <laughs> guy that had a high pitched voice. And he's instead of saying "forgive them, Father," they know not what they do. He said, "Condemn them, Mother," for they know exactly what they do. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. And he's like, "No one gets that. It's the opposite <laughs> of Jesus." What did uh, Jordan Peterson say? He said, "If you think uh, strong men are dangerous, just wait till you see what weak men are capable of." So there's something to be said for that too, you know, someone That's being true. weak and 
Well, those are the people that beat up women and stuff, dude, are the are the weak dudes. Yes, absolutely. The people need to overcompensate. Kids and do all sorts of sick shit. Yeah. And get drunk with power like Trudeau, like, you know, Obama. You know, I don't think Obama could fist fight. I don't think Trump could either. But, um, (laughs) you know, these people don't need that. You know what I mean? It's, It's interesting to think. That's a good point to bring up, Matt. That's interesting, man. Yeah, I, I I hadn't thought about that until he, like I said, I heard that on Charlie's podcast, and I was like, man, that's a great, that's thing. deep, man. Like, it's something to think about, you know. Not not yeah. saying I believe it, but you know, you can make a case for it, and he he did, you know, made a make a decent case for it to get me to keep thinking about it. So, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, that you hear along the way. I heard another good one um, that Elon Musk is Q. That'd be really? so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly there's a big thread coming out soon on uh, Twitter about it, about how Elon Musk is Q. And I was like, oh, I'll read that. I'm interested to hear. I could I could see yeah, I'll something buy it. like that. Hey, yeah, Ryan, you, him out yet. you you were probably the most deep into Q out of everybody here. I, you weren't really you weren't reading drops and stuff, though, right? No, I didn't go to 4chan. Um, the first time I went to 4chan was just the other like two, three weeks ago when uh we talked about the culture behind it with a, a guest from New Zealand. Dude, when I first heard about it, I, I was like, oh, this looks like some cool conspiracy stuff. I didn't know it was like all like Trump stuff. And um, I went to try I went to 4chan to try it and I, I couldn't figure it out. So I just stopped, stopped doing it. So yeah, I used <laughs> to have an app that would send updates when there were posts. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From oh, you were the feed. deepest in then, dude. Yeah. Oh, I you, definitely. I'm glad it's not me. You read the drops then. So oh, yeah. You can, you can criticize I've, them. I've probably read about <laughs> three quarters of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was nervous. I was like, shit, am I the biggest QAnon guy here? Oh, dude, no, the, no, dude. Well, I definitely, I, I read a lot of them, man. I was into that because it was, there was so much you could sort through, you know, like so many different alleys. Is the whole, is the Steve Bannon thing like pretty reliable? Is it? A big I possibility. Think, I, I think now, if I had to bet money on it, I'd say it's Bannon. Or uh, who's that guy that went on Alex or, Jones? Or um, he's involved in it heavily because he, I don't know. Steve Pachenik? Pachenik, yes, yeah. Pachenik is a very he's, And he's the old CIA, he's a CIA guy, right? He's a spook, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he was going on there and he was like, he was adamantly telling everyone on on Infowars that Trump was going to get in. He was like, the very last day when when you think all hope is lost and Biden's swearing in, Trump's going to find a way to get. Like he was holding on and pounding it home in people's heads. And this guy's a, you know, I mean, he's he's an esteemed dude, right? I mean, not like some nut. But it's interesting when you watch his interviews on like Alex Jones is the only time. Like I used to really like Infowars a lot too, and I'll check it out every now and then just to see what he's screaming about. But yeah. The, yeah, he's cool, dude. I, I think it's kind of funny. You got to be entertaining with some of the shit, man. But um, he always has his wife and his wife's like off screen and saying shit to him, you know, and like you can hear they don't try and make it a, a secret at all. So it's almost like she's his handler in a way. The reverse um, uh, Kathy O'Brien situation. Yeah. Is that is that her name? No, Kathy O'Brien is um, the the lady who who says she's like MK Ultra mind controlled and like multi from a multi she's from a multi she wrote this book called transformation of america she goes on all she was just on higher side chat she goes on all the shows she's been around for a long time she said she was owned by like um 
she she was owned by Gerald Ford and oh, like Bush. Get, yeah uh, George Bush used a cattle prod on her and she, uh, Robert Byrd that that guy that was like the KKK um, senator right. from from West Virginia was her handler for a long time and she got passed around in the, like the um, like the 1980s like Nashville like rhinestone cowboy um, era like that's what that's was kind of like her front and she was used as a sex slave and like a notepad for for all these guys mm. and kissinger kissinger was in there somewhere i'm reading the book right now it's pretty good it's like you know it's it's old like 90s boomer boomer conspiracy stuff but it's a it's like a conspiracy classic you should check it out interesting and she yeah, but man. she she's got a i mean it's an amazing story because you get to hear about all these like pieces of shit um in politics that you hate already that were like even and it validates your opinions on them even more but uh <laughs> she she got like she's super into q oh yeah big time yeah, yeah. dude there, i'll say there's one thing that made me kind of uh not like george w bush but it's just so funny to check out his instagram dude and i actually the, started following him oh geez all right dude it's literally it it's literally just a war criminal <laughs> Posting pictures of his painting. <laughs> paintings. And and under that, dude, like the comments, people are like, kill yourself. Like it's like <laughs> if it was someone that 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 like it was just some old man posting pictures of his paintings. And then people were on there saying, kill yourself, you're evil, and all this stuff. You'd be like, Wow, dude, this these people need help. But then yeah. you like if, if someone didn't know who George Bush was and they saw this, they'd be like, Holy shit. But no. knowing who George Bush is and seeing the paintings that he puts up there, and they're not even bad paintings; they're actually better. No, than I've that. seen a couple. Yeah, they're decent. Like these <laughs> these people bad. these people really hate bowls of fruit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and like there was one where he he painted the American flag kind of abstract and did like a couple lines from the national anthem, and people are just like I said, war criminal and like go to hell and all this shit, dude. It's hilarious. I was like cry laughing when i was looking at it so i was like oh i'm gonna follow this dude it's pretty funny <laughs> but um yeah man just uh but i can i can definitely get behind hating some politicians to say the least yeah yeah it's a cool book to have for uh for your if you're into collecting old old conspiracy stuff it's it's a good one to have you know full of typos you know you know those old conspiracy books that are like kind of self-published and Had, speaking of old books, had you heard of um, what is it? Pawns, Pawns in the Game, I think it's called. Oh, I um, saw, I saw. Um, Moral Bob put it up yeah. there on online that it's like it's like three hundred dollar book, but then they have the FBI sanctioned version that's thirty. Yeah, and they <laughs> proudly say that this is the FBI's accepted version of the book, like it's a good thing. Yeah, it's it says FBI edited for the author. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's insane. And we, I, I, Kim actually thought that she found the uh, the audio book of it, and it was like free. And I'm like, this can't be it. She's like, no, that's it. And I, it's like, fucking brother Malachi or something, just like doing electron. It. It's insane. Yeah, no, it, you can't find this anywhere, man. And um, I, I'd really like to get my hands on that for sure. That's yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to go. I, I mean, I love old old conspiracy books. That's how I found uh. That's how I started talking with, I think I'm the first one that had Paranoid American on a podcast. Mm. And uh, that's how I found him. I just found his Instagram page. And like, he's like just posting pictures of all these old, cool old books. You know, I started following him from that and just like buying these books that he put up. But I've got, I've got a ton of, ton of old stuff. I want to get, get um, Bloodlines of the Illuminati, like the original one that's, but it's, they're like $600, you know, and they're not, 
I got um a good if you go and you look at Behold a Pale Horse, there's like so many different versions, and you gotta like look at how many pages are in it to see if you're gonna get like a real one or one that's all redacted. It's mm. fun little hobby. I gotta find my copy of that because I, I got it I think right out of high school and I just was not ready for that yet. So I started read like halfway through it and my I couldn't handle it and I put it down. But now that I've kind of gotten into this, I, I gotta go relook at that again. Uh, William Cooper, right? Is the name Yeah, I mean it's not that great of a I mean it's hard it's a hard book to read. It's not the best and like uh I don't know how you guys feel about Bill Cooper, but um if you really want to dig into it go find the book by um i forget the guy's name i've got the book it's a it's another hard one to find but it's called pale horse rider and it's the it's the bill cooper um biography i had the author on my show it wasn't my best interview but um it's uh it's really good and like it'll if you hold that guy in any sort of esteem it kind of it kind of ruins it for you so if you yeah be prepared for that but I mean, the guy, the guy knew, knew his stuff. I mean, he predicted 9-11 a couple months before it happened. But um, and with Orwell, also, right? Orwell was like a devout socialist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All, Aldous Huxley was a eugenicist. You know, they were all part yeah, of the club. Sure. But yeah, go read that uh, Pale Horse Rider by um, Mark. Oh, I forget the guy's name. I had him on. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Try to find that one, too. And uh, he was just kind of a shitty dude. And, uh, I'll send you guys pictures I found. Um I found uh, mug shots of Bill Cooper's daughter in like the Lane County jail, which is the County that Eugene Oregon's in. And it's seriously like the worst, uh, like picked scabbed up, like meth face I've ever oh, seen on a, on a human being. Yeah. And he was, just, he was just like a bad dad and he beat his the, wives and stuff like that, guy. you know? So he was a um, Navy guy or. Yeah. He's Navy intelligence. Right. And uh, he's that, you know, that, that uh, was the whole thing. And um, where he saw his first claimed experience was he saw a flying saucer come out of the ocean. The ocean. That's yeah. I'm I'm all into that because I think space is fake and gay. So I don't, I don't believe in (laughs) space aliens, but I believe in hollow earth kind of. So, you know, (laughs) dude, speaking of uh, paranoid Americans books, man, when I talked with him uh, about a month ago now, he showed me a book that he had, I think from Leo Textile, because we were talking about him, printed in the 1800s in Spanish, and it has a picture of the Knights Templar worshiping Baphomet in it, dude. It's not like a photograph, it's a drawing, but from the 1800s. It's insane. Yeah, that's cool. Dude, wow. I, yeah, he showed me the picture. I, I took a picture of it because he held it up, and uh, I asked him for permission and shit, but dude, it is so insane to think that this stuff that's really interesting to us now was not even on the map back then, but there was people absolutely practicing these things. So it's interesting, like demon worship and shit. So it's kind of cool, man. Definitely cool. And Matt, those books that that you asked me about, it was over email, I think. You just go to go to Etsy and type in like rare Civil War era books and okay. you can get stuff from. Yeah, that's from I just started messing around with that. I had never even thought to look at Etsy for old books. Oh, me either. Dude, they have Good idea. There, the ones that I sent you, like those are old children's books, like, you know, geography children's books. Dude, those would be insane to just look at, like just to have. It's $74 for like a 30 page booklet, but I think it's kind of worth it, man. Yeah. And like I said, anything, and, and this goes out to anyone, anyone, you see a book from the 1800s, you know, early 1900s, grab it. it it's, 
that's when you're going to start seeing once you get to like world war one world war two forget about it it's Mm. you know you start getting a mix of you know narrative now versus what happened before us right once yeah, they got their paws in it. Yeah. I mean, you get if you could get, I mean, um, my buddy Emmanuel Kingman just got his hands on an early 1900 set of uh encyclopedias. Oh, he found them. Oh, that's gotta be cool. Yeah, Mimi ended up getting them for him for uh Father's Day. So is it is it complete? Uh, I think it's a complete set. Because Chud, I've been to his house, he has a 1958 set, which is good, but like not oh, I he's always looking for the old ones too. Yeah. Hmm. yeah it'd be amazing to look at like that one that chud has and then look at one from like 1858 yeah see how much they had changed things you know because i i bought what did i find i found a uh like a 19th century dictionary and it was interesting like looking up you know vaccine and things like that and seeing how the definition had drastically changed from when it was originally in in effect till now yeah yeah it's fun to think about that stuff man have you uh have you guys heard of the cathars the cathars or whatever yes. have you looked into them yeah, what's that man have you looked into the them cathars, I'll a little they're, they're like yeah they're the the anti-church basically well so what they believe in dude and i was looking at it and i'm wondering if like i finally found some sort of belief system that kind of makes sense like they're gnostic they sound- they're gnostic christians essentially and they sound demonic when on the surface because the Catholic Church like exterminated them, but we know that they're evil. Yep. You know what I mean? So what they believe in, they they believe in what's called dualism, and they believe that like God, the God that we call God or like Christians would call God, um, created the spiritual realm, and we're all like it goes back to that light being idea where we're all like spirits or souls stuck in this shell, and the devil created this earth and like the the material realm. And so we're stuck here in this material realm. Um, when we die, we see the light and we're not supposed to go into the light, but the devil tricks us to go into the light because he's Lucifer, the light bearer. So right. he tricks you into instead of going on to whatever is way better than this, um, you're stuck here. And I always thought that it was really, really interesting that, you know, the idea they had this idea of like killing yourself isn't a bad thing. You're not supposed to have sex. Um, because it's pleasuring your material body. You're not supposed to eat meat. Maybe you can eat fish. Um, you're not supposed to get baptized because water is a material thing. And when you wash yourself with water like that, um, in, in the name of God, that's a blasphemous thing in their opinion. So like just everything that the Catholics believe is is upside down to them. And uh, I just thought I've always thought it's interesting that the one thing, the, or the one way that you go to hell is by not accepting God. And uh, if you kill yourself, right, you can rape and torture and do all kinds of horrible things. But if you kill yourself, you can't go to heaven. That to me is very strange. You know what I mean? I'm not saying killing yourself is good, but like, right. Why that? You know what I mean? They just believe in some wild things that make some fucking sense. Yeah, because that's like, uh, I forgot what his name is, but there's this guy who put out a bunch of books called Conversations with God. And supposedly he had conversations with God. And his whole thing is that's it. Everybody comes here and, and and based on your experience, you're here to experience a certain life and, and do certain things. And, you know, the reason and there's going to be good and bad people, 
right? There are certain people that are here and their whole experience is to murder and rape and pillage. And that's just how, you know, it's, it gets, it kind of gets into some duality because he's saying in order to understand good, you have to experience, be able to experience bad. Which is true. Yeah. Right. And, and so it right, gets it's meaningless in, without the other for sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, and he says, kind of sense. you know, it's all God's creation because God will, yeah, he's got, he, in order to create the beauty, he has to create the ugly, you know, and, and there has to be those two poles. And I found that real interesting. And, and he just said, basically, yeah, it's your experience. You know, you are here. And one of the things that he, you know, preached was that it, it depending on how many experiences it takes for you, you'll just keep coming back until you get it down. You figure out the game, right? Yep. And then you you you've satisfied your mission and you can move on. It's you know like a video game. Well, that makes more sense than anything, I think. I mean, if it's rather than just like a one shot deal, you know, coming down <laughs> to earth for one, you know, to get judged on one, you know, one attempt, you know, when everyone's born in different circumstances and whatnot, it would make if there's anything, it would make more sense. There's you know, you keep coming back until you. So you get it right and figure out what you got to figure out and have the experience and the knowledge and the, you know, that you need to, to move on. I would take that over, you know, the one shot deal any day. That just makes a lot more sense. What would, what would constitute a successful life that would, that would bring you to the end of the line though? Is it a life with That's zero, a good question. It's zero when you're, struggle or is it's it when dying, you're completely dying with a smile fulfilled. on your face? You know, Adam, it's, it's when you're completely fulfilled, right? You don't have to come back here to experience anything in, in your like you got journey, the human thing done. Yeah, you're in your human experience. You've experienced all you need to experience here. Now your soul can move on eternally. I've heard got that it. it's also if you like if you never show fear in your entire life, that's like the, the main. That's how you win. That's how you win. So, I mean, dude, who knows? You know what I mean? But right. I mean, that sounds just... very Spartan-esque. It's interesting, right. <laughs> right? I mean, like a lot of these things borrow borrow ideals from each other. But I mean, there is something too that I think because like, you know, again, dude, I've, I've been looking into Christianity a lot. And I think that it is interesting that Jesus like doesn't ever want anyone to be afraid of anything, even if you know that something really bad is going to happen. Don't be afraid. And I think that 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 is kind of like a reoccurring theme in a lot of religions is don't show fear. Don't feel fear that fearing being, being fearful is a sin in a lot of religions. You know what I mean? So right, that's the biggest blockage to, I guess, experiencing and showing love is fear. So once I guess you have fear conquered, you can fully love. And I guess that's how you, uh, you know, you beat the game. Well, yeah. And, and if uh, you put, graduate. If, you, if you fully trust, then there is no reason to fear. Right. And if you put exactly your, you have yeah. faith. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's not, it's not just fear. And I know you're, you're, you know, this matter, like the idea of like being just afraid of like a fight. It's not that it's like being afraid to try something new being afraid to, uh, you know, start a new job or start a new adventure. Fear comes in all kinds of forms, right? Like that, that what, what Andrew said about like being afraid to love and shit like that. Yep. That's a, that's a valid fear that people have maybe because they're abused or whatever. But, and I think that that's damn near impossible to never feel fear once in your life. Um, so maybe that's why this idea of like 144,000 people going to heaven or whatever is, you know, I don't know, dude, there's, there's just a lot well, of interesting and, and, and it, it, that would make sense though, Ryan, right. In the equation that we're talking about here, if you, in order to experience that full experience, yeah, you would have to have like true, pure faith and there would be no need to have any fear. Right. Yeah. And that would be the perfect experience in that example. And then you could move on and you're like, okay, I've, I've mastered this realm. I'm on to the next realm. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like just levels. interesting, man. Yeah, and I just hope I get it before the sun explodes. 
Uh, yeah, what well, if, and what if it already did? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we have you guys, did you guys out. have you guys seen any of that yet about the fake sun? In like China? I, I saw a lot yeah. of. <laughs> it was. I saw something quick. I don't <clears throat> go on TikTok, but I seen a lot of like TikTok videos on Instagram about like one of them was weird. It was a, a garage surveillance camera, right on on like outside a residential garage. And it's on a minivan and, and the sun reflection on the van at one point in the day is the sun with a black hole in the middle of it. And they're saying that's the artificial sun. And was I was that like, on the, on the fifth, cause on the fifth that happened when CERN kicked up, there was like, we, we, I mentioned it briefly in an episode that we did, me and Kim did where there was like a scientist said there was like a black spot in the sun for yeah. like a little while. I, yeah. I don't know if that it was, it was from that day or whatever, but I've seen a lot of stuff about fake sun in the last like two weeks, more mm. so than I'd ever seen before, other than, you know, the one that Japan, uh, China kicked up. Right. I saw that one. China, I guess there's a lot of solar activity going on right now too, right? Some solar flares. You see and, the and skies? Special activity. Yeah. It's been insane. I've been taking pictures I, left. And have right. you gotten any of those Adam? um any what any of those green skies out there no because i i was talking to randy um and out in the midwest because i i saw it in south dakota on the news the sky was like emerald green well are they oh, yeah. like crazy. the whole sky or is it like a aurora borealis effect oh no the whole sky let me let me see if i can find it here uh yeah, that is interesting because like people, a lot of times people say like the, the only reason that the sky is blue is because we all agree that it's blue, you know? And so like if we start getting it planted in our heads that the sky is green, I right. wonder what that does to reality, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Fucked up. Oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah, check this out. This is wild. Oh, crap. That's not edited? No. I mean, that's very, how do you know that's not edited? Okay. Here, hold on. <laughs> while you're looking for that i'll mention this one one last thing that i wanted to say about the, the cathars um which is really interesting to me is the idea that they don't like uh sex even between married couples because it brings another soul into the material world so like that's kind of an interesting to think about too if you're if if you're not supposed to because that's one thing that the christians are all about is procreate you know the mormons love to procreate and but it's you know do it in wedlock but um, you know, you're bringing new new spirits into the world. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Derrico, huh? Yeah, that sky was green. Okay. Yeah, that's bizarre. And that was yeah, that was the day after or the day CERN fired up. That they said that, and then I saw a couple where it was like uh, somebody had ex like an extreme purple sky, like almost like a i don't know violet almost like a black light color sky and then somebody else had like a dark dark blue sky that they were showing me and i'm like yeah i was with you adam like that green one at first i'm like oh this is bullshit and then i went to the news and the news was talking about it i'm like wow this is legit and then there, there's videos out there and the whole sky was green hmm. yeah that's what wild mean but it's randy like, was yeah. saying that it's been happening frequently out there lately like, you know oh. those uh you know those like led lights now where you can like change the color on them yeah they can do that to the firmament now yeah well that's what i that's what i was saying i'm like you know think about all the shit they've sprayed up there it's just a giant screen at this point 
All they got to do is project something up there and they should be able to put whatever they want in the sky. Yeah, they spray they spray pretty heavily around me. So a lot of the days it's it's when it's like hot here, it's it's just white. It's it's been nice recently in dark, dark blue, which which is rare, but uh it's usually white even on hot days. Yeah, I showed my mom chemtrails for the first time this weekend because she didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, Ma, you see see them painting the sky up there? She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, do you see those perfectly straight lines that aren't going away up in the sky? I'm like, those aren't clouds. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, they're spraying out of the back of planes. She's like, oh, that's what they're doing? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, she's like, well, what are they spraying? So I went uh, to Matt Landman's website and I started showing her some of the stuff. And she's like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. I'm like, aluminum yeah, they've dioxide. Been, they've been yeah. doing it for the better part of 50 years now. So we're all used to it at this point. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's that you... new... Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. No, I, just, I wanted to say what, there's a new hole, hole in the ozone layer, right? A new bigger one or something. What was the news on that? I, I had heard something about that. There's Is this like the 80s? New, Do we really kill it with big... hairspray? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aquanet, man. The Aquanet's revenge. It came back. Yeah, no, I heard yeah. there's another hole. I don't know if that's true, but they detected another one or a new one or it's reopened or something. Oh, boy. I it's found not, out that it... the Jason Society was part part of that. Like I found out recently oh, yeah? that they used to like nuke the, the firmament, so to speak, and blow holes in it intentionally. It's like... Uh, well, that's Operation Fishbowl, Operation Fishbowl, right? yeah. Where Fish they tried to... Yeah, and Jason's behind that, and they worked with like uh, Los Alamos, like uh, yep. what's his name, the the alien dude. You guys know him, not uh, Lazar. Lazar, yes, yes. Yeah, I got that thing right there. That's that's autographed. Oh, that's like me. that. That's his uh, his drawing. If you ever watched that recent documentary with him, he draws he draws that picture on the film of like the the anti gravity tech. Oh, cool. And like he's got prints on his on his website and i got an autographed one oh that's, that's sick cool. yeah dude yeah we're about to do an episode on uh coral castle and, and edley scalnan dude i'm so interested in that i can't wait for that oh ryan i've been i've been i've heard of the, you know as soon as i got into tartaria like heavy I, I heard about that thing and like vibration and all that stuff and i i haven't done my homework and looked into it but i'm really really looking forward to that thanks man well it's mostly kim doing the research she's been researching for like three weeks and she feels like it's driving her crazy at this point. So she wants to just, she's like, let's just talk about it now. Welcome so to gonna, the club, dude. I know. Well, dude, and it's not, and that's what I was going to ask you about your mom, uh, Matt. Like, how, did she care much after you showed her? Cause dude, my mom doesn't give a fuck when I'll show her <laughs> proof. I just told them about Matreya and uh, the Lucius trust with the UN. And my mom's like, that's weird. That's it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, she's the <laughs> same way, but like, I got her, I got her, um, I sold her on fluoride, you know, like okay. she finally buys into that. So she doesn't get that at the dentist anymore and things like that. But there's a couple of them, like the, the jab, we, we talked about that and she finally saw through that. And, and there's a couple of them that she's in on, but then there's other ones I'll just throw to her as like a joke. And she's like, no, 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 that's, <laughs> that's too crazy. That couldn't be. Yeah, dude. No, it's uh, there's so much out there. And as far as the anti-gravity stuff goes, man, it's clear there's forums, um, Adam, that you could probably find with uh, it's a bunch of people that have like diligently researched at least stuff. And they actually do his experiments like his magnetic experiments and like levitation things. And they actually say that they can get little things to levitate. 
using his experiments so i mean you can go and you can fuck around and and try and find it she wanted to to mess with it but it's like it's dark stuff and supposedly anyone that like really successfully does it and is like kind of mouthy about it ends up getting fucking killed somehow or ends up dead rise yeah it's very weird dude yeah i heard that guy would like have people at the hotel or whatever at the place and um They'd, they'd leave for a couple hours and they'd come back and there'd just be some gigantic stone in place and he'd been the only one that was there or something like that, you know? And, yeah. Well, it's possible. I've seen a bunch of videos, you know, to get where they get rocks levitating with frequency. Um, really? On, and, and we're not talking, you know, massive like megalith, monoliths or anything like that, but, yeah. um, you know, smaller stones. So, I mean, if you can find a way to get that frequency high enough i mean anything's possible and that's what they say a lot about the pyramids too that they were most likely you know there was frequency involved in building those as well yeah yeah we just uh we went on us inquiry uh realities of our inquiries of our reality podcast a while back chedex and i we had a big long talk on on egypt and all that stuff and those guys know way more than i did but it just came out today or yesterday it's a good talk you guys check it out but yeah and then the chud x always blows my mind with this this stat about the about giza and it's like if the timeline's correct it's like they had to put one one block in place by for like academia's timeline you know one block in place for the pyramid every five minutes for 80 years and not and not be off by and they're all perfect yeah yeah they were and they were all quarried and and mined and quarried and and milled or whatever many miles away a couple miles away yeah have you ever heard the supposedly there's a correlation between uh egypt and mexico and it's something to do with either the size of the base of the pyramids in giza tie to the longitude latitude of the mexican pyramids or something like that there's there's a connection between them and the chinese ones also really um and it's just along the same like longitude longitudinal lines well no it has to do with like the way they were created oh okay there's the ley lines yep now that's like some michelle gibson stuff right there yeah so number one on here is Egypt. Like, so all these points, there's hot points and cold points. And number one on there is Egypt. And then there's one ley line that runs right over the pyramids in Mexico too. Yeah. So I think it has something to do with these ley lines, dude. And like, that's what this book is really cool. If you, if you want to pick this up, anti-gravity and, and the world grid. grid. Wow. And um, dude, cool. it's got, so this is what I went to go get it for, but you mentioned that there's this thing in here where this, this doctor went to some country and i always forget all this shit when i research it but he has this really shitty picture drawn here and they had 19 musical instruments set in a 90 degree arc pointing towards this stone that they wanted to move and eight drums would play while these 19 musical like horns played a tone and they were able to lift this massive boulder up this cliff and you can kind of see so the the one right here is from the top and then the one next to it is them blowing the horns and moving this massive rock up a cliff and putting it right exactly where they wanted it. So to that go. thing jumps. 
it goes no it, it, it floats up because okay. of the, the vibration so like the 90 degrees that they're forming around this rock um and then they play this tone with these so it's 19 horns and eight drums and they're 63 meters away from the stone slab that they wanted to move up um where this happened in on like the yucatan peninsula I'm I'm trying to read through it right now while because I, I want to get the doctor's name too because it's like an actual story. Doctor Doctor Garl or Jarl maybe Carl, J A R L. Jarl. Jarl. Okay, is that German That's, or something? Damn man, I hear all these things and it it automatically reminds me of Jericho, you know, and that how yeah. they in yeah, the Bible yeah. they say that they blew those walls down with horns, and it that has to be some sort of message about frequency and the and, and frequency weaponry the use of frequency to not only destroy but to be able to build there's something to it and 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 i, I i'm with the ley line thing my only problem is you know when you look at the maps of the ley lines that people have they're all different for one nobody there's no real two consistent ley lines and they're all on you know and, and not to be a dick but you would either have to have one set of ley lines on flat earth and then one set of different ley lines on a globe earth. And they all seem to be on that same kind of oblong earth map. They show us. Well, uh, yeah, I get, well, and and maybe it's not even laid out the same way. Like maybe the points are in the same spot. It's like, if you look at the countries in that, that map that we looked at before, they're not even to scale. (laughs) <laughs> oh sure right but that's the thing this is just like what i mean dude clearly it's not the real knowledge you know what i mean like it's got to be some fake bullshit that they just put out there even in these i would think because this is i mean this this book was allowed to be put out and i was able to go and buy it at a used bookstore you know what i mean so but there's something here i think that can get you kind of like brainstorming and kind of thinking about it because the points are on like easter island has one um, oh yeah no 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 don't get me wrong the, the ley lines always run through these sites but it's always been one of those things that irked me about ley lines is that you know i I believe in them don't get me wrong i believe there is an energetic field underneath the earth but i just haven't found a ley line map that i can really buy into yet well and that supposedly because i just went out there to grab this book and she was saying kim was saying that the way that lee scalnan did this with his property was he reversed the polarity underneath his home mm-hmm. somehow? I don't know yeah. how that's possible, but when you do this, that's what that's what goes on in these spots. Again, some spots are hot, some are cold, and some are neutral. And the hot spots connect to the cold spots, and then there's neutral spots every so often. But so he I, he successfully made so it's like when you put magnets on the wrong poles and they push push away from each other. Exactly. Yes. But then somehow he was able to control that because he he says and he he's proves it because he i guess knew tesla is does that sound right matt Uh, that's a ballpark i would think yeah supposedly he got some knowledge from tesla at the very least and he was saying that along the same along along the same lines with you're all magnets we're all magnets everything is magnetic and it's just a matter of knowing how to tap into like the atomic structure or something like, dude, I'm a retard. And so like, I'm looking into this a lot to try and understand what the fuck is going on, but there's some serious like shit to this dude. And like, I don't care, man. I like looking into this stuff, even though like, you know, it's way above my head, but um, 
I mean, I don't know. This is just the interesting shit to me lately, dude. Is like, there's got to be some way. Well, and Ryan, I, I mean, I was reading a book and I got about halfway through it and it was just so detailed. It was blowing my mind The uh, about the French cathedrals and how they're all set up on a certain line system, which, you know, he's calling it ley lines also. Oh, yeah. And how they work together on these ley lines to produce, you know, free energy and 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 frequencies healing frequencies and things like that there you go was it that this is in this is in south of france that's yeah that's one of them yeah they and they all but and what's interesting too is you look at france and the way it's laid out it has a ring of star forts around its border and then they oh yeah well so this isn't the border though but yeah no and then dead in the middle is like or or not dead in the middle but more towards the north there's like two big ones you know so Uh you almost have a big round wheel and then two spires in the middle so i don't know there's something to it there's definitely i'm i'm all in on the earth's energetic pattern and grid and all that dude you know so this was oh go ahead man no go ahead guys okay go ahead no, I was just saying this was that thing that I was telling you about, Matt. Of, of oh, that Rain packet? Yeah, Rainley Chateau, dude. I was, dude, I got through this whole thing and then I heard someone that like like a professor start talking about it. And I was like, dude, I don't know shit. So now I'm like going <laughs> through it and trying to read more on it. Is that tied to the Da Vinci Code in any way? Because that, that yeah. name sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Poussin? Or no, Chateau, Renley Chateau. Yeah, Renly Chateau has this little church in it that is dedicated to Mary Magdalene. Yes. And okay. it was like blasphemous to a lot of people. But then they say that Mary Magdalene's also the Virgin Mary. And Jesus had a twin that goes on to become like what we call the devil and yeah. all this weird shit, dude. Like this church is demonic as fuck. And it yeah, has. Really. Yeah. The, the, the church is named after Mary. That's the one that's, that they say is demonic, the Mary Magdalene one. Yeah. When you walk inside of it, this statue is there and it holds the holy water inside of it holy shit and like when you walk inside it says what a terrible place what is what is the face on that it's uh it's a it's osmodius yeah okay it's got horns and everything looks like the guy from the in the swamp from uh clash of the titans yes okay was that osmodius i don't know (laughs) but yeah dude no it i mean this was deep man and i was going into it and this guy painted this painting and um, it's actually um, the discussion, the little bit of the discussion that Ron and I had that was good was actually mostly him talking about the painting. And this is the painting that holds like the the secrets. All the keys. Yeah. Yeah. Like that tomb that they're all leaning on was a real place in France. And they blew it up, I think, in the 1800s. And so and whatever's under there, they don't know if it's Merovingian gold. I mean, some people say there's a time machine down there. Some people say it's Jesus's burial site and Mary Magdalene's buried with him, which is also his mother. But they say that the Virgin Mary was a whore to flip it around on you. You know what I mean? Like if she's like this sweet lady and then they're calling her a whore, like that's like, you know, taking the cross, flipping it upside down. Gam Gam's a whore. Exactly. (laughs) Wasn't that the the whole thing of um, the Da Vinci Code was that Mary Magdalene was his wife? And they had a kid. Yeah, yeah, and they had a they had an offspring. Yeah, and that was so, the bloodline, right? That was and the, the bloodline was the Holy Grail. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. So this takes it a, a little in in a different direction. Um, but this guy was around like when Louis the Thirteenth was around, 
and uh, Pope Richelieu, I think is how you pronounce it. These French names, I'm still trying to figure out how to pronounce them and shit, but it's a deep thing, dude. This thing's only 32 pages long and I've read through it twice and I have to like keep reading through it because it talks about the golden ratio and pi and phi and all these things, dude. It's like, uh, I'm going to figure it out though. And so much of old history ties to France. There is I mean, so much history in that place, man. It's amazing. The Freemasonry yeah. strong there, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of strong ties there. So, yeah, I was trying to get back to this thing just before. I don't know when we're wrapping up here, but the Swedish engineer's name was Olaf Alexanderson. And then the doctor that went down there to observe these people and how they operate with frequencies was uh, Dr. Jarl. Jarl, okay. Swedish doctor, Dr. Jarl, J-A-R-L of Oxford. So, yeah, they went down there. I think I guess to Tibet. Well, so these are like Tibetan dudes. It's fucking getting dark in here, and this tiny ass prints hard to read. But <laughs> it's fun to think about, man. Like all the technology that might be lost. And I watched some uh, anti gravity videos and just like the little simple things that you can do. And and you look into how bees operate. Yeah, right. In this right. one, in this book, they talk about how the obelisks are on ley lines and how they are big time like frequency transmitters and everything like that and it's funny because they call it the a spot and the g spot (laughs) do you know do you know anything about that that b theory ryan oh dude i did an episode with Chaz of the dead he's a good guy to get on if you want to talk about that because he went uh in his book i bought his book from him he has a small section in there where he was talking with someone i forget where he was um but he was talking with somebody and this guy just kept mentioning bees he was like what the fuck is it with bees and this guy apparently put um he did an experiment he put a bunch of like the thorax gland or whatever the fuck is in there in a in a petri dish and they all levitated on their own so like people think that the wings make them levitate but like the thorax is actually there's some technology within bees that makes them levitate and the wings are more to steer so they don't fly with their That's wings, wild. like a That's... helicopter kind of. But a hel- yeah, I guess helicopter has lift from the from the rotors. But yeah, hey, your guess is good as mine with the helicopter, buddy. Right? I don't know any of that shit. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> yeah, no engineering here. <clears throat> yeah, man. But Chaz of the Dead. I don't know if you know him, but I can connect you, and or you could reach out. He's a real friendly dude. And yeah, I'll go. Up. I'll go back and listen to your episode, and then I'll I'll hit him up. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, yeah, yeah, Shane from Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality kind of told us about that, but I didn't really get into it too much so yeah and he's a he's a fun dude to talk with man he's a paranormal yeah, investigator he's Chaz funny got some cool stories man yeah dude he's done like ouija boards with like on lsd and like all alone in a haunted <laughs> dude, house and that's asking oh, for that's it great. man <laughs> yeah, he does crazy stuff i think he's kind of like uh, almost an atheist <clears throat> like he believes in some sort of extra realm i don't want to speak for him but he i don't think he's an atheist because he was talking shit about brandon for being atheist but um <laughs> Dude, Brandon, I don't know if it's real or not, but Brandon, I think, started a church. Get out. It's called the uh, the Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Dudes. And I think it's like a full-on 501c3, but no one's going to fucking go, <laughs> go in for that shit, dude. I, I, he was talking about it with his buddy Cameron, and I thought it was so funny. I thought it'd be cool if they did that, but um, that yeah, would I don't be know. a cool idea. Yeah, start your own church, man. Why not? 
hey dude let's fucking all scam the government as long as you're not touching kids it's all good (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's part of the fucking job when you run a fucking church though and or any 501c3 yeah they're like you want to keep getting that tax-free money you gotta you gotta do some weird shit yeah 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 the government doesn't let you skate for free yeah um yeah I'll, i'll try and get this episode to you um adam if you want but okay I can if not reach him. out yeah if not reach out to him dude he's a wealth of information that is weird cool man yeah i want to do some paranormal stuff we haven't even done that yet on my show so yeah excellent i think i think this is a good spot to wrap guys we've been going for that's cool over an hour and a half now and this is another excellent conversation i appreciate it uh let's go around the horn and uh Adam, where can they find all your stuff now? Um, you can find us, uh, Deborah Gets Red Pilled podcast, wherever podcasts are are found for the most part. And uh, we're still on YouTube. And I think uh, all that stuff gets uploaded to Odyssey. We're on um, Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at Deborah Gets Red Pilled at protonmail.com. And yeah, um, we'd love it if uh, you guys would check us out. And if you want to come on the show or you know, know people that want to, um, hit me up and i'd love to have all all three guys on sometime as well soon yes sir love it i've always had a blast on there man and i i it's it's funny because you you were one of the first podcasts i really started listening to after i got into them with wow uh, that's so wild to hear man with with deborah yeah i i started early with you guys and i don't even i can't remember how i came across it but i was like this is exactly what we need i'm like because for well i found you right after i found ryan's podcast because they were the same dynamics but it was ryan had his cousin and you had your mother-in-law and i was like dude these are the greatest shows ever because it's one of the few times where you get to see both perspectives and as much as you know brandon and deborah both would drive me nuts at times with where they're coming (laughs) from it's like it helps you understand where other people are coming from and it was they were great shows yeah Thanks, man. That means a lot to me to hear it from you. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's nice to to hear too, man. Dude, I was thinking real quick, not to step on anyone's plugs or anything. I thought it would. I was drunk last night, dude, and I was thinking <laughs> it would be such a brilliant idea if one person with their own, like, just their own show, just them, only only the co, like one host, would do like a heated argument. And they play both sides of the argument. <laughs> I think cool it, idea. Is, it would be genius, dude. Dude, that's like, what's that movie? That's uh, that Jim Carrey movie. Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, yes. yeah. Dude, yeah. I just think it would be so good, though. Like, if you talk about, I mean, just a dumb, simple example, abortion. And you actually passionately debate both sides just as one person. Sides. I mean, that's, that's what they make you do in, in like debate club in, in high schools. They make you, or yeah. in college, they make you debate both sides. Yeah. Do they still have those anymore? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good point. Man. <laughs> it's probably yeah. It's yeah you have to do it in a safe space. You yeah, can't argue. Thought. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh man, Andrew, where can we find Space Monkey Mafia podcast? Um, the podcast right now should be available everywhere. I believe uh, iTunes, uh, Anchor, Spotify. I'm still getting my footing. Just finally got my first episode out, but uh, I'm on Instagram. That's basically all I use right now. It's Space Monkey Mafia Podcast on uh, Instagram. If you want to hit me up on there, dude, I find it ironic that you have Space Monkey Mafia and Alabama Khrushchev. 
I was wondering how many. That's people, a great name. How many? How many Billy Joel fans are out there? Dude, I was like, but I was like, I'm like, one. man, I saw the, I saw the Space Bunny <laughs> Mafia, and I got, I got that, and then I, I saw the out. I'm like, dude, this is fuck. This is like calling out my name. Like, I, that's that was like my growing I, up song. Right. I, I knew maybe a lot of people would look at it sideways, but I knew the right people would get it. So I'm glad you, uh, you got the joke. Oh yeah, that's great, man. I love it. Is it is it is it Billy Joel stuff? Yeah, that we didn't start yeah. the fire. Oh, it's what? Oh, <laughs> Space Buddy Monkey Holly Mafia. Or... Yep, yeah, it's a lyric. Okay. Yeah, Space Monkey Mafia is the lyrics from the okay. song, and uh, also Alabama Cruise Jeff. It's just I just needed a pseudonym, so I just pulled Dude, my, that out of my there. My dad, my dad <laughs> gave me that that Billy Joel cassette tape in my stocking one year for christmas i got the same thing oh, which one i, I burnt it out. we didn't we didn't start the fire but oh, i love the, billy the, joel okay. man so yeah i feel kind of dumb for not getting the reference but yeah i i, I heard you're from long <laughs> island and you said like all we got is bagels and beaches and i was about to say don't sell yourself short you know uptown girls a fantastic song so <laughs> yes yeah every so often he just drives through somebody's house drunk it happens every time <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude <laughs> You break through somebody's fucking window. Yeah, dude. He uh, <laughs> parked the car in the living room. Like, dude, just just do a free show in the living room and we'll we'll take care of it after that. That's funny, man. Yeah, dude. You just Welcome crashed to the podcast you world. At least sing a song. Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. It's fun. It's a dick yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been I've been talking about it for a while, and I just finally I've been getting a nudge by some friends and finally getting started so i just gotta see where it takes me but yeah oh it's most it's of, fun most so of far. us most of us started because we didn't have any friends you know i'm like right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you're ahead of the game loosely. man yeah people that are nice to me but as far as, yeah. far as friends go yeah that's already you one listener you got days. is that friend yeah <laughs> exactly yeah you yeah, got dude. a head start from all of us <laughs> yeah man no this is a blast no, but- dude yeah, no, thanks for having me on, man. I really oh, thanks it. for coming, I'm man. Still... It's been great. No, dude, it's great. I have to. This is my first time even using Zoom, so I, I got to get myself set up better. I'm just sitting here on my phone, and it's in the internet connection is kind of shoddy, so it's a little bit in and out. So if I seemed a little bit distant, it was just having a tough time getting uh, in tune here, but uh, I appreciate it. I'm going to get myself a better setup here soon. All good. Thanks yeah. for joining. Rye, what do yeah. you got for us? Yeah, I was going to say, as long as you're not a CIA agent or something, you don't want us to see your face, Andrew. That's, <laughs> the, that's the only thing I'm worried about here. But no, man. Um, yeah, no, this is uh, always fun, dude. I mean, people know where to find me. I'm here every every week. So, you know, it's a fun, fun time, man. Um, so, yeah, just thanks for for every Monday, dude. These are always just a blast. Oh, it's great. And I love the episode you guys did together, you and Adam, with uh, the Lizard Queen. That was Thanks, awesome man. on uh, Into the Apocalypse. Go check that out, guys. That yeah, it's was... kind of part of the. Uh, is it on Into the Apocalypse or Deborah no? It was, it was Deborah gets red. Oh, it was they're Deborah. Both, they're, they're both the same feed, but you know, yeah, we called I probably it watched gets... it after you put out an Into the Apocalypse, so it's got yeah. that the picture. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. There. Yeah, it's some of the content from the Band Tinfoil Hat episode, so you got a little bit of that extra stuff on there, dude. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I heard. I listened to that episode when it was when it was up too. So. Yeah, you know, it's fun. It's okay. You know, if you, yeah, whatever. But yeah, no, I, uh, I'm really, really thankful to get on that show. And, and, uh, you know, you guys have a good dynamic, dude. I think that show is going places. So I hope that you keep growing and, and doing your thing, dude. So, Brad, thanks, man. Of course. Matt, what are you up to lately, dude? 
Nothing. Same old Great Deception podcast. We got the uh, the Patreon. We got YouTube, Instagram. And that's about it for now. We got the merch store. You can go check out, get some T-shirts. We got Welcome to the Jungle. Hell yeah. And all sorts of other stuff. But that's about it. It's been fun, man. Like I said, I had a great weekend. And uh, now it's back to the grind. Now it's off to Tuesday. So, guys, thank you very much again. What's that? No, thank you. I'm going to suck today's dick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Just bend over and take it. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys. And uh, as always, we'll stay strong and question everything.